French fried potatoes. One oh potato, two potatoes, three potatoes, 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 potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, DJ. Thank you, DJ. Uh, welcome to episode 335 of the Potato League Podcast. I have not uploaded 334 yet, because as I told you, I was doing some projects this morning, and I just let you know when I was ready to go and have not uploaded yet, so I will do I will do it after, though. Uh, the, and that one would have been recorded May 7th, today being the 21st. Um... New, uh, we, we've been going through, you've been here like 15, 20 minutes, we've yeah. been kind of going through the, the sales on, um, we actually didn't go through the four ninety nine sale, we went through the deals of the week on Voodoo. The High Octane Adventures. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, uh, sale list. The digital list, sale lists have been kind of thin lately, um, but. What are you, you talking about? It's got Chris Pine in the contractor. Yeah. <laughs> Something no, I didn't never know never even heard of that movie until you just said it. Nope. Uh, what we have spent our time doing the last couple of weeks though is spending way more money on physical stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, about the about the norm for me. But like more than uh, it would be like when I buy digital stuff. Like we were buying those seventies movies for like four for twelve bucks yeah. or whatever it was. So drop. Um, yeah. And even like the ones that we just got with the uh, indicator set, those are still only like six bucks a piece. Yeah. And then um, you got to pay to ship them, but right. but the good thing is the shipping we qualified for. Um, the regular shipping was like twenty twenty five bucks, or we got expe- ex- expedited two day for like twenty seven. Oh. So it's that shit's supposed to be here tomorrow. Oh, I thought this was gonna be like weeks. Well, not weeks, but like it's usually about two to three weeks. But apparently, our where we qualify, I was like, fuck it, I'll pay two extra dollars for that <laughs> shipping. Um. Yeah, I was like, I and I knew you already placed the order. I was like, I should have, because after you said, I hadn't occurred, it hadn't occurred. I had picked up four movies. My God, I was saying that terribly. I had picked out four movies, and for some reason, I thought they had to be in groups of three. But like you said, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, once you've bought one, like what is it, one at regular price, everything after that's five dollars or something like that is the way it works. Essentially, out. yeah. Um, they call it three for twenty, but when it breaks down on the thing, it's like the first one is regular price nine ninety nine, and, and then, then the other five, two are five, five bucks five, a piece. Yeah. So, um, I had picked out four movies and kind of cut one, and then when you said, no, it doesn't matter, you don't, they don't have to be sets of three anymore, I should have just said right then, then add this, mm-hmm. but, like an idiot, I didn't, and I texted you later, and of course you'd already placed the order. But again, they put those, they put that sale up every month. Yeah. Every month it goes up. Usually about midway through. Because um, what they do is they'll put out, almost all of those, they'll have like a, co- like a collector's edition. Yeah. Which will usually just have a booklet. Yeah. And then once that sells out, then they put it out as a regular edition, and those are the ones that show up on the 3 for 20. Oh, I get it. But, like, yeah. literally all the collector's editions usually have is a booklet. All the, It has all the same special features. Yeah. Which, I love booklets, but uh, if it's a difference between paying 25 for it and $5 for it, I can hold off on that booklet. <laughs> and the booklet's great, but... Just speaking for myself, I look at it when I first get it, and then never look at it again. Yeah, rarely ever. I'll, yeah, exactly. Never. Even the ones that have, like, I just got a Texas Chainsaw Massacre one from yeah. Second Sight that has, like, a 180-page 
book yeah. with it. I'll read through it once. Like, there's a nice book in Hard Day's Night, The Criterion. I looked through it just the other day. It's the first time I've looked through it, and probably never look through it again, but I know it's there, goddammit. If you ever want to do more research on it, there it is. <laughs> I know where it is, and I have it. Um, so the three that I picked up the other day, it's funny, because we were doing the 70s movies, and only one of the three was 70s. Uh, I ordered Blue Collar, which you watched a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I also ordered Missing, which will come up later on a... on. Uh, I've made an 80s, so I'm starting an 80s list yeah. also. So um, you're going to go with 80s action superstar Jack Lemmon. Exactly. Uh, it will also... I'm going to end up just naturally with a lot of Jack Lemmon this year, right. so uh, I want to get him into my top whatever, 20 or 10, or however yep. many, how far it goes. Uh, the other one is The Chase. Um, oh, yeah. That's like 68 or so. Mm. And I meant to watch it last year, but wherever it was streaming... Um, it was gone by the time I was like ready to watch it or whatever, and it, so that just kind of pissed me off. But it's got an odd. Uh, the reason it's interesting to me is it's got an odd kind of pairing of people: um, Brando, Jane Fonda, Redford. Yeah, that just feels like a weird. Yeah, Fonda and Redford, I can see. Yeah, but throwing Brando in there, especially like, I want to know what's going to happen. Late sixties Brando, where he was on his way out. Like people were, yeah. people were fucking done with Brando. Oh at that right, point. right. Yes, yeah. This is 1966. Yes, yeah, this uh, was pre. You know, The Godfather brought right, him back. Right. Let's recap that a little yeah. bit. Uh, after Streetcar and what are the other ones? Uh, like the the bit on, yeah, on the waterfront, the big ones. Yeah, Cat hit, hot, no, he was a Cat Hut. Was he? I don't know. I maybe. Let's just say that he is. Uh, no, that was Newman. Cat I mean, Jesus Christ! Was... I could fucking look it up. In, uh, it was Newman. It was definitely in one Newman. tap. Uh, yeah, so streetcar on the waterfront, uh, a bunch of misfires, and then some misfires, and then huge comeback with uh, the Godfather, and then kind yeah, of because the studio did not want him, right? They were like, keep fucking Brando away from our movie, please, right? So then, uh, you know, you get Apocalypse Now, and then after that, pretty much trash until the Freshman, yeah. <laughs> And then, like, the the crazy... Yeah, like, once a decade, he's just like, here's a really great fucking movie. See you the, another decade. The batshit thing about, like, Islander Dr. Moreau is that all of the craziness was just him. Mm -hmm. it, that was None of that was in the script. The white face paint was not in the script. The, the, the fucking having a little weird, person. The having a little mini-me next to you was not in the script. Yeah. The fucking weird... Everything weird about that character was yeah. a the choice. The bucket on the head at one point. What the fuck are you doing? And why did... I don't give a shit who you are. Like, why is anyone being like, yeah, okay, Mr. Brando, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, the best... I mean, it was... It it, it famously drove the director insane so to the point yeah. that he got fired. Yeah. And then ran out into the jungle and would appear later in the movie in a costume. <laughs> and they didn't know it was him. Um, and then I think it was... Fucking Frankenheimer might have been brought in to finish it, and Frankenheimer was just like fuck all of this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a there's a great scene in the documentary where um, oh, what, yes. what the fuck's his name? Oh, Christ, not Val Kilmer because Val Kilmer kind of bought uh, into the crazy. David Thewlis. David Thewlis is just like, like because there's this one point they're like, that's not Brando up there. Like it's a scene where right. he's like, they're like that's that's, right. not, that's not Brando. 
you're not Brando, are you? The guy's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and they're like, where the fuck is Brando? <laughs> uh, we don't know. Great. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what's the name of that documentary? Um, fucking something souls. Island of Souls. Island, Island of, of Lost Souls. Island of Lost Souls. If you get a chance to watch the documentary. Oh, huh? maybe not. Oh. I fucked that up. Whoops. Uh... Yeah, I'm not coming across it. Just Something go- like that. Yeah, Google search Island of Dr. Moreau documentary. Uh, it's a f- it's more fascinating than the film was. Right. I mean, the, fa- the film is an interesting failure. Like, there's a lot of cool shit that could have happened there. Yeah, it is called, it's called Lost Soul, The Doom Journey of yeah. Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Murrow. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Interesting. Oh, really? That's almost yeah. never streaming. So, yeah. Um, I, it, although, I don't know how old this article is. Uh, <laughs> it could be, it could be fucking three But check old. it out. It's, it's worthwhile just to see all the fucking, when you're like, movie, making a movie can't be that hard, can it? Yeah. It can. So yeah, back to the point. No one wants fucking Brando for their films half the time because right. he's fucking chaos incarnate. Well, you I mean, know, and, it, and that. It, but then <clears throat> I think the, the thing you point to is something like I, I guess I don't know how he was on The Godfather, but on Godfather, I think he was okay. He was that was his best behavior. Yeah, I don't because I don't. I, I haven't read a I, lot. Of right, them. I say that because I don't know. I've never heard anything. Yeah. Like you've heard the stories about Apocalypse Now. You've right. heard the stories about the score for fuck's sake. You know. See now in that case. All his nut job uh, choices made it better, yeah. as uh, which was oh, the, the put, exact opposite. Put, putting of the cotton in his mouth, put, yeah. you know, taking the cat and just not, you know, making sure the cat stays in the scene for the opening. Right. Yeah. All that the oranges in the mouth that was all, that, that shit was all him. Yeah. So yeah, in some movies he makes really weird choices. And you're like, fuck, that works. And even even in one where he was, as you say, chaos uh, in Apocalypse Now, all his weird choices worked, like. The he was too it fat and they couldn't put light on him. him. Despite yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like he went, you know what, I'm gonna be show up, be way too fucking fat and they won't So you can only show so me can, from the But it worked. Close up close up on my face. But it worked because yeah, everything <clears throat> he was cast in darkness for most yeah. of it was yeah, it worked really well. And the same with Well fuck, that might be it. Uh, yeah, I think that is. <laughs> I'm 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 thinking. Uh how did we even get there? Because we're just talking about Brando in that weird film from nineteen. Oh yeah, the chase, right? Um, yeah. So in addition to that, just in the past, I guess I could. Oh, Gert's pissed. Um, just in the past couple, I, I've mostly uh, seemed to procure the mid seventies Elliot Gould stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my my copy of Who Arrived in the Mail. I'm waiting for that to be awful, but like I'm very curious. I don't care if it is. <laughs> Every, uh, everything I've read about it on Letterboxd is like, yeah, this is fucking weird. Yeah. But it's weird in an interesting way. Yeah. Like, this is only the type of movie that could have been made right then. Yeah. Because, like, if someone <clears throat> made, tried to make that now with somebody, they'd be like, no, we're not making that. No, you'd certainly not. You wouldn't get any money for it. No. Um, and I don't know if they did then. But <laughs> Yeah, it's... What, I'll try to get to a... I could probably do it faster here. But uh, a synopsis on... Oh, uh, where the hell is it? Just the balls to call it. Who? <laughs> I know. Uh, where the fuck is it? Do you see it? I swear it's on this list. Uh, oh, my God. I guess I'm going to have to actually no. search. 
They don't don't forget the question marks there, really. (laughs) It's not not a declarative film. Right. It's not saying who. Uh, So, 1974, it has an alternative title of Roboman. After an American scientist is severely injured and scarred in a car crash along the border with East Germany, he is captured by East German military. The scientists use metal implants to save him. Once he's back in the States, no one can tell if it's really him, so an intelligence specialist must determine who is under the mask. So it is... Yeah, one of the best descriptions I read was, Bicentennial Man meets the Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so Elliot Gould is the, uh, the not the oh, there, And there's one that says, Bicentennial Man via John Le Carre. <laughs> Full then, disclosure, I was high on heroin when I watched this. <laughs> so... I'm not convi- completely convinced it's a real movie. Yeah. yeah uh, most of the reviews, I mean, it's pretty solid right in the three and a half range. You yeah. Know, th- two, two and a, I mean, two and a half, three, three and a half. Yeah, it's it's most... Uh, Mostly threes. 28% threes. Um, so it's not something that gets a three rating because it's front-loaded with uh, a bunch of fives for people that... Yeah. Love it for various reasons, and then a shitload of two. I mean, and ones. How, how many reviews does it even even have? Uh, I don't know if you can see it as easily. Six hundred forty-two people have watched it. Four hundred fifty-one ratings. Four hundred fifty-one ratings. Yeah. So that's ooh. This is gonna. This would easily, I think, be my least watched. Yeah. God, I love that fucking. Yes, poster. I didn't. I, didn't, I, didn't I wish you that. guys at home could see the poster for this. If you've got Letterbox, go to Letterbox and look up who. The poster's fucking tremendous. Yeah, that is the one thing I am loving the most about these seventies films. Mm. Is the poster art is awesome for so many of these. Poster art's such a lost art. It literally is. I mean, yeah. now it's just everything looks like a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. looks like yeah, the way they do the the team pictures for baseball. Oh. Everyone's just kind of. Taken pictures individually, in space. plunked them in there. <laughs> I hate those pictures so fucking uh, much. He's a nice guy, but goddamn, I, I know. fucking fire his ass. I know, I hate those. I said that to Robin. I said, These, I don't like this. Well, then it makes um, like some of the kids look like they're giants. Yes. And the other ones like they're three yeah, feet tall. There's no sense of scale. Yeah. Uh, it's like he, it's er, everyone in the back row, he scales up. Everyone should, in the front row scales he should put down. A mirror, he should put a ruler next to them. Yeah, where, where, yeah where's my... <laughs> uh, where's my scale? Another one, yeah, put a dollar bill. Have all of them hold the dollar bill. Um, another one I'm very interested in, this is even earlier, 1971, is called Little Murders. And directed by Alan Arkin. Directed by Alan Arkin. Uh, it's a comedy, sort of, I guess? Well, it's funny in a new and frightening way. All right. Whatever that means. Yep. Uh, also a great poster. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are these two guys doing up here in the corner? Yeah, he's yeah. Elliot Gould is holding flowers, a bouquet, while in a headlock, while a woman hits him with a purse, and another guy holds on to his arm. And then there's and like there's two dudes in the sun. <clears throat> one of them appears to be Donald Sutherland, yeah. but I don't think and it, the other it one, is Donald Sutherland. And the other one looks like uh, Mo. <laughs> I'm not Mo Curly <laughs> from the Stooges. Yeah, it's definitely Donald Sutherland because there, there's yeah. those two oh, yeah, there symbols yep. squaring off, just right squaring there. off, looking at looking at their yeah. their their best mash faces. Um, the and then later on, what was the last one? Oh, the Silent Partner. That one I, I might actually watch that because this one's actually like a legit good movie and not like weird seventies way. It's not about the money. It's about revenge. <clears throat> Basically, uh, watch a Christmas film. Yeah, that's why I kind of wanted. I, I saw that it was a Christmas movie and I was like, man. I should wait, but I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. But uh, Elliot Gould is a 
bank teller and yeah, that's uh, heavily loaded with four stars. Oh yeah, <clears throat> heavily. Yeah, people like this movie. Uh, so I'm excited about it. And it's got a lot more watches than, uh, what did you say, 642 watches yeah. for that first one? Uh, this one's got over 13,000, which is pretty good for a semi-obscure 70s movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what did I just get the other day? Oh, Prime Cut. Have you seen Prime no, Cut? No, but I've, I, I have uh, got it ready to order. Uh, where the hell did that go? It's up at the top. Prime Cut. Right there. there right in the middle after the candidate. Uh, I guess it's... Either the first or one of the very first movies uh, Sissy Spacek was in. Um, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, because Badlands was 1972 as well. Um, <laughs> pretty young Hackman. Because Andrea and I watched Badlands, where she plays a 16-year-old in 1972. Mm-hmm. We've watched Carrie in 1976, where she plays like a 17-year-old. <laughs> and then last night we watched Cold Miner's Daughter, Cold Miner's Daughter, where which is 1980, mm-hmm. and she plays a 14-year-old. <laughs> All of it convincingly. Yeah, and she doesn't look like she aged that in. I'm like in that whole decade. That whole decade, she went down three years. <laughs> Did they shoot this whole thing in 1971? Uh, every movie that she was in for ten years, she just shot in like the summer of '71, so that yeah. she would look 14 the whole time, even though she was like 20. She was yeah, she was like 21, 21 um, or 22, yeah. Uh, so that one. And she's hanging out with Lee Marvin. And Gene Hackman, maybe. Yeah, but Gene Hackman's <clears throat> probably like twenty-eight in that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, what did I just watch? Him in that was oh in Poseidon Adventure. He looks like a, a little kid. He's like thirty. Um, but we're so used to seventy-something-year-old yep. Gene Hackman that that motherfucker's still alive too. He's like I know. ninety and still I know. alive. Um, and hasn't. I respect that he just retired. Yeah, he's just like, I'm done acting, whatever. And it's been like almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, which seems weird, but. Yeah. Because he was in so many things. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't exactly disappeared from my viewing. Right, right. But he hasn't made a movie. Yeah. I think it was like 2006. Yeah. We're uh, not going to see him in a Marvel movie anytime soon. Right, yeah. He's not going to Hank Pym it up, you know, <laughs> Michael Douglas style. Um, no, I like, yeah. He just retired, beat up some guy on a freeway <laughs> when he was like 70. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, who boy. Who fucks with Gene Hackman? Seriously. I don't know, some guy on the freeway, I guess. Even if you win, do you want to be the guy that beat up Gene Hackman as he right. was 70? Right. Come on, you either lose to a 70-year-old or beat up a 70-year-old. Neither <laughs> is a win. <laughs> yeah, you you lose either way. Yeah. Uh, shit, who was it? Ooh, seven Ups, I actually found a uh, Region B DVD that I'm ordering. Blu-ray for the Seven Ups, the one there with Roy Scheider. Oh, yeah. Because I can only find it. Of, it's never streaming. Yeah, it is not. Ever. It's I not found, even available I found on Voodoo. I found a DVD on Amazon for like 20 bucks, and I'm like, oh, I feel like there's a Blu-ray out there that somewhere. I, yeah, because I'm not paying 20 bucks for a DVD. Fuck that. No. I'd rather find it used somewhere. Which, impossible right now. But right. I found a Region B copy that's out there for like 16 bucks. I'll be ordering That's not that. bad. No. I, that's about my cutoff is 15 yeah. or so. Unless, um, it, unless it's like a really cool special edition. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is not. <laughs> like, I got that copy of Sleuth, because uh, that is only available in, in DVD. And did I show it to you? I'm not even sure it's not a, a, a really nice uh, bootleg. Mm. It's so DVD-ish. Yep. Um, well, I'll show you the case. I, the, the disc is upstairs. Like, it just kind of looks like a bootleg. 
Yeah, because it's, it? it's not glossy. <laughs> like it, yeah, it looks like... It looks like someone just yeah, it looks printed like they it just out. printed out, which they, they very well might have. Yeah, because the back is like... And some, the, someone photoshopped this fucker. Yeah, something about the, the size of the text doesn't look right. Yeah. But if the movie plays, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, it I makes mean, no difference to me. So it very but, well could be a boot. Or just a really low... Yeah, uh, low-budget release, yeah. release, which I've also seen. Right. Um, either way. Either yeah. way, if it plays, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Because uh, the only other... The only other version of it available anywhere that I could find other than DVD is it, you can actually watch it on YouTube for free but it's in 240 it's like impossible to watch it like hurts your eyes it's so yeah that's what when I was watching awful. when I was watching um, a couple of the black exploitation films on brown sugar TV <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they are they are loaded with black exploitation films on there on that app. On please brown, tell me that brown you, sugar. <laughs> please tell me that you're past any sort of free subscription and you're paying for it. I am. Yes, because it was only available for like a week. it's it's only like three ninety nine a month, so it is like dirt cheap. But it was the only place I could find a copy of Black Shampoo <laughs> to watch. Naturally. <laughs> and the other one, um, Boss N-Word. Yeah, I saw that one on your list. Yeah, that I, yeah you know, those were you're what... Not, those you're not going like, that at Best Buy. Yeah, those were... Yeah, I found a Blu-ray <laughs> copy of it, but it's just called Boss. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah, those look like straight-up VHS <laughs> rips. Like, not even a VHS copy... A, mm. You you recorded it holding one holding right. record on one VHS player yeah. while playing it on another one. Yeah, they, they looked awful. But again, hard to find a copy out there of Black Shampoo. Yeah, definitely. It's tough out in the streets when you're looking for Black Shampoo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, and I couldn't even put under like my my letterbox tag. I could not put just brown sugar. <laughs> I had to put like brown sugar app or something like that as oh yeah because if you just <laughs> I can't just put brown sugar I'm like I, I no I'm gonna, someone's gonna yell at me and I'm gonna deserve it especially after the first movie I watch on that is like Oof. boss n word right which you cannot tell me Tarantino has not seen that movie eight million fucking times oh definitely because that film is. Oof. That film is very Django Unchained, right? There, there's a lot of Django in that movie. Yeah. Whew. And again, I get. I mean, it was written, directed, uh, starring like Fred Williamson. Yeah. That man can do whatever the fuck he well pleases. Yeah. <clears throat> so he wanted to call it that movie. He, he can. I'm not going to argue with Fred Williamson about that. Oh my gosh. But yeah, thank goodness I we didn't have that at the video store. <laughs> when I worked there, he was like, "Hey, what you got new?" Well, I got this film. Because I'm afraid the wrong people are gonna watch it. <laughs> so anyway. and apparently, it's the last part of a trilogy. Well, you fucked that up, then, didn't you? Yeah, I, I, I found out. First I found out. Apparently, it's very much like his. It's his <clears throat> man with no name spaghetti western. Because it I looks am, like a spaghetti western. I shudder to think what the titles of the first two oh, are. Oh, hold, hold on, just a moment. <clears throat> tell you. I just gotta get to him. 
again. I like it when you. He's are... still, Fred Williamson is still alive too, so he could oh, yeah. show up and kick my ass. Two hundred sixty-one movies, man. I like it when I uh, see something on my list that I don't even remember putting on there. All right, where are they? The s- oh nope, that's the second one. The Legend of N-Word Charlie, right? <laughs> followed by the Soul of N-Word Charlie. Where it then eventually, you know, caps off with Boss N-Word. Right. Why they didn't include the Charlie there. I don't even think they say his name Charlie in the whole film. I didn't know it was Charlie. I don't well, think. I th- He's just <coughs> referred to as Boss. By the third one, you know. Because, yeah, his, his, his own guy refers to him as Boss. Everyone else refers to him as the N-Word. So. Wow. And again, you watch this on Brown Sugar TV. On Brown Sugar. <laughs> yeah, he made the, each... He made one... Again, Jesus Christ. In 1974 alone, he made Crazy Joe, Black Guy, Tough Guys, Three the Hard Way. I uh, was on an episode of The Rookies and Boss N-Word. That's like uh, porn star output. 73, he was in Black Caesar, The Soul of N-Word Charlie, Hell Up in Harlem, and That Man Bolt. Two of those are... I've seen both Black Caesar and Hell Up in Harlem. Love those films. Uh, and then in 72, he was in The Hammer and The Legend of N-Word, Charlie. So he had himself. I forgot. He was, oh my God, I forgot that. He was in MASH with Elliot Gould and Donald Sutherland playing Dr. Oliver Spearchucker Jones. <laughs> We're getting, uh, this episode's, this episode's getting, getting flagged. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Back to Elliot Gould. Uh, the one we didn't mention uh, that, that uh, I bought this week was Busting. I, I think it's basically a buddy cop type thing. Oh, Peter Hyams. I've heard yeah. his name before. Yes, because he also directed... Uh, where the hell is his name? I hate the fucking end of this. Um, oh, yeah. Capricorn, Capricorn <laughs> 1, which is... Jesus. So, so far, my favorite of the... He's oh, directed a lot of weird stuff. He's done Running Scared. Yeah, yeah. And Narrow Marge. And Stay Tuned? Oh, Star Chamber. I just heard about that for the first time reading Tarantino's book. It's like uh, Michael Douglas is like hardcore, you know, you know, lone cop on the dirty streets. Nice. But yeah, I'm telling you that uh, I love reading that Tarantino book. I can only get through about a chapter a day. Yeah. Because I have to stop. Right. Go. I've never heard of that film. Right. Look up that film. Oh, that sounds interesting. Where can I find that film? And because, because again, a lot of the films he's referring are, yeah, tough to find to say the least. Right. <sighs> um, but busting, yeah, that looks good. The other uh, like Google that I have on there that I didn't buy because I it's streaming on Amazon Prime, I think, is California, California Split. Split. Yeah, and that one's uh, more well known. Yeah, that was on Criterion ones. Channel a few months ago. It was? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. Wanted to, but missed it. Luckily, oh, it is on oh, look, It has lovely prostitutes. Well, sure. Uh, it's a Robert Altman movie, so... Yeah. Um, he made a lot of movies in the 70s. Yeah, and then, so, them, so I, I don't worry about that, like, disappearing from streaming for long stretches of time. Yeah. Uh, whereas Busting, you may never see... <laughs> Uh, although although that's the sort of thing that ends up on Tubi, mm-hmm. which is why Tubi is the best. Uh, what were the other ones? Um, <clears throat> oh, I've got the 
uh, every time I order from Amazon, unless it's something we want like right away, I always choose the no rush shipping to get the yeah, digital the bonus. Stuff, yeah. bonus. Um, the downside of it is they're only if you don't use them within like ninety days or whatever, it goes away. So I've got like I have some no rush shipping bonus burning a hole in my pocket mm-hmm. that I got to use. So I'm trying to. I was gonna buy the. Uh, Last of Sheila, which is sort of what mm-hmm. um, Glass also, Onion. I've got that in my cart too. Do you? Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> is that a Blu-ray? Yeah, fifteen ten. Okay. It's from Warner Archives. All right, that changes things then, because the only <clears throat> you can only get it SD digitally. Because oh. I was gonna buy that, and I was like, "Fuck that! I don't want." I don't, yeah. No, in my in my Amazon cart right now, I have Prime Cut, The Last of Sheila, Night Moves, The Seven Ups, uh, a two disc Blu-ray I found of all the President's Men. Because that irritates me that that is not, like, in the Criterion Collection. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Especially because, like, the other two parts of the Conspiracy Trilogy are. Yeah. That one is not. The inferior one. And that's the best film of all of them. Oh, I have Logan's Run in there. THX1138. Have you seen Logan's Run? Yes. Yes. It's very enjoyable. Okay. It was four ninety nine last week. I don't know if it still is. Yeah. I had it in my list. Uh, I've got uh, an Arrow edition of uh, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia oh, in nice. there. Uh, Eastwood's The Gauntlet and Play Misty for me. Oh, there's, I see there's Boss right there. <laughs> is the, Do you think the film is unchanged other than the uh, title? Yeah. Yeah. White man's town, black man's law. It's a good tagline. So if Last of Sheila is out of the, the running for using my uh, rewards that are running out, the other two I was uh, between were two Hackman's uh, Night Moves and French Connection 2. Mm, I'd go with Night Moves. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, French Connection 2 is a fine, but I, I really enjoyed Night Moves, and that's the harder one to usually... Right, fine. I feel like French Connection Two should should show up more often. Well, it's in a lot. It's in a lot of double packs too. Like you, if you yeah. buy French Connection, sometimes you, it's two pack. I already have it. Yeah, so I like, do too. Um, although there was something I saw. Oh, at the beginning, because I, I was thinking about because <clears throat> I've slowly been kind of making an '80s list, and uh, for the '70s one, I've been pretty strict about. Uh, I've never seen any of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to like go not super obscure, but more obscure than I normally would. Um, hence, something like busting and yeah, whatever. Not just stuff like the Sting and Serpico and mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. With '80s, I've been uh, a little looser with that, and just stuff that like I probably saw it on HBO yeah, as I'm, a kid. I, but I like, started gathering two summers ago, like a bunch of 80s films that I remembered like loving, like yeah. The Park is Mine, yeah. uh, Turk 182, just these really obscure films, and I'm like, I fucking remember loving that, Tank, you know, yeah. Tank was another one, yeah. and I'm like, I really want to watch this again someday, so with C. Thomas Howell, so when we get out of our 70s, we should just keep doing it. well that's what I'm going to do, let's just keep doing with this, yeah, that's go, what I'm going to do, do watch, watch them by decade for a while, so like, uh, there, we have themes now again, yeah, uh, so my 80s is kind of a mishmash of stuff that are blind spots, stuff mm-hmm. that I have seen a bunch, and stuff oh, that... Oh, like L.A. Uh, I've never seen Grave of the Fireflies. I guess it's the saddest movie of all time. I oh, did buy oh, it yeah, a while that, ago. That's another one of those, oh, you want a really fucking sad cartoon? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I bought it a while ago. It was four ninety nine. I still haven't... I was super excited to get uh, Ron or Ran or however you want to say yeah. it. Uh, the Kurosawa. Which <clears throat> cut of Paris, Texas is that? How long is it? 
is... I don't fucking know. Oh, it's one. not even the full one. <laughs> it's still a good cut, but... Well, this is just how it shows up on Letterboxd. Uh, I guess you... Oh, wait, no, it's this other one that's it's, uh, Home at the End of the World. That's It's the other... No, Till the End of the World. Whichever the other Wim Wenders film and it's like four hours. So that where, is, I think, the full cut. Where are you even seeing the time? I can never see... It's I'm, right below cast. In very small Oh, letters. Jesus Christ. I fucking hate the website. I want to punch it in the face. Uh... I just uh, fucking love it when Harry Dean Stanton shows up and shit. Yeah. Uh, the Thing I've seen, but like probably never all at once. Uh, the Shining mm-hmm. I've seen, obviously. Raging Bull I've seen, probably never, but never. We talked about this a while ago. After Hours is about to come out on Criterion. <clears throat> I know I've never seen that. Uh, I've never oh, seen Good Long Good Friday. So good. Never seen Mona, Mona Lisa. Lisa. Also, but I don't know. Like, who decided, like, after watching those two films, we should put him in fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I know. It's I so, mean, he's perfect. See, it's weird for me uh, because, like, I never watched these movies yeah. growing up. So my I didn't first, either. My first introduction. Yeah, me too. I, when I think of Bob Hoskins, I think of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's... Yeah. But then you go and watch Mona especially you watch... I mean, Mona Lisa's kind of a sap. Yeah. But, like, Long Good Friday, he's a fucking hard Isn't he, man. like, a mob boss or yeah. something? Um, Missing, I've never seen. Uh, speaking of Jack Lemmon and Sissy Spacek. Uh, Killing Fields, I had that in there for my journalism thing. I don't think I've ever seen that. Mad Max, too sure. Uh, <clears throat> but I'm not 100% sure I've ever seen Mad Max. Does that make sense? Mm. Have I seen Mad Max? You might not have. It was called The Road Warrior. No, Road Warriors Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, Mad Max. Like, I just remember watching 2 and 3 endlessly as a yeah. kid. Yeah, Mad Max, they, they, but the I original, don't. they, they rarely show because it, it doesn't fit well. Yeah. Because it's, it's like, post-apocalyptic, but it's, like, the day after. Right, yeah. It's, like, shit's still wild. It's um, not It's not anywhere near, like, the level of post-apocalyptic that the Road Warrior is. Right, which is what makes the series. Yeah. Uh, so I don't... I don't know that I've ever seen the first one. Uh, anyway, it's I think it's on sale. I, I think it's a 70s film. I, 1980. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, but either way, I mean, yeah. if you keep going, you keep going. Yeah. Um, Empire of the Sun was one I've never seen. Prince of the City. I Prince seen of that in fucking forever. That's streaming somewhere. It was. Maybe not anymore. Oh, shit. That's almost the nearly three-hour cut. Oof. Yeah. That's a long time. Uh... Big Trouble in Little China. I don't know. I get all of those. I get all those mixed <laughs> together. Runaway Train. Yeah, yeah. Uh, based on a based on a script by Kurosawa. Yeah, I. Uh, this is a recent addition to the list. I, I just came across this the other day. I for watched some that reason. last summer because that's a canon. Film. You did? That's a canon. Film. Nice. Um, it's nuts. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know what like both Eric Roberts and John Voight were Academy Award nominated for this. And I don't know fucking okay. how. I didn't think it was that type of thing. Oh, it's not. It the, it's not. <clears throat> it ended up on here because it was on a list of something that I was pulling seventies movies yeah. off for, and this was on the list. Also, it might have been like disaster movies or something yeah. like that. Um, and this this movie is actually one of the reasons that I started making the eighties list because I started to notice that when I was looking for these seventies movies. A lot of 80s stuff was <clears throat> cropping up that was similar, obviously, um, that I also wanted to watch, but I was just throwing yeah. them onto my watch list. So it was oh, actually... That, that film would have felt right at home in the late 70s. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, I, yeah but I it like, is I later, gave, too. It's 85. Yeah, I gave it like a three stars. It's nothing great, yeah. but it was fun. Yeah. 
not Academy Award nomination worthy <laughs> for Eric Roberts. Uh, fortunately, it's also it's on both Tubi and Freebie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I've got a blue if you want to borrow it to see it in its clear <laughs> presentation. You, so you've purchased this? Thing. I purchased that film. Uh, Witness, I've seen a bunch. Yeah. Uh, Trial of Chicago. Oh 8. my god, is that the one with Elliot Gould? It sure is. I watched that so many fucking times on HBO. So. It's so on Tubi. Many fucking times. Is it really? Yeah. Good, because that thing's like impossible to find like physical copies of. Well, it's yeah. an HBO movie, right? Yeah, which yeah. means it got it got a very limited like DVD release. But... Early on, those were basically treated like TV movies. They yeah. were they were not that considered one very movies. much looked like a TV movie. Does it? Oh, if if my memory serves me correct, but man, I watched that over and over. Uh, I've never seen Angel Heart. It's <clears throat> good. You know what's funny about this though? I think it's like 4K of Angel Heart. We were 11 years old when this movie came out. Yeah. The reason I never watched Angel Heart is because it sounded like it was for girls. <laughs> I just watched it because it had sexy Lisa Bonet. Uh, I was, like, the, I was like, the worst. This this was like straight out of the Cosby, like off the Cosby show. Oh, really? Like, I guess Bill Cosby got pissed at her for being in that film. What year is this? Like, 86, 87? Yeah. Yeah. That's a uh, good film. I love it. The Natural, obviously, we've seen a bunch. Yep. Uh, Brubaker, I've never seen. I bought Neither. that like a year ago. Uh, Living Dangerously, uh, maybe, probably. I don't. know. I've seen it, but I don't remember a goddamn. Couldn't, bit couldn't of tell it. you anything about it. Same with Absence of Malice. Oh man, the Falcon and the Snowman. Same with Falcon and the early, Snowman. Early Sean Penn. Yeah, and Timothy uh, Hutton. Seen No Way Out a million times. Love had had No Way Out on VHS. Speaking so of, speaking of Gene Hackman, yes, uh, that was a VHS that movie. Felt so good. <clears throat> yeah. And could not happen today. No. Because the whole plot revolves around a printer taking fucking four hours to print out a picture. Yeah. An old dot matrix. So, so this movie... <laughs> Wait 20 minutes. So this movie could not happen today. Uh, I just hope it holds up. I bet it does. I bet it does. I bet too. it does. It just seemed like it really did. And it's widely available. I might watch it on Tubi just because, even though it's available uh, yeah. without interruption on HBO... Um. Yeah. Uh, I have the what is I have the needle. I have the needle. I had never heard of until very recently. It's Richard Mark Marquand oh. who did Return, Return of, the of the Jedi. Jedi. <clears throat> um, it's our friend Donald Sutherland. Look how sexy he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I've heard of a single other person in the entire cast. Great Britain, 1944, during World War II, relentlessly mm. pursued by several MI5 agents. Henry Faber, the Needle, which I guess is... Feels like there should have been a comma there. Yeah, it does. Uh, a ruthless German spy in possession of vital information about D-Day, blah, 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 Interesting. blah, blah. Yeah, so uh, that's also on Tubi. Um, that's been on my list for a while, but because it was 81, I kicked it to the back of my list because yeah. it was uh, later. But And I saw you also had Frantic on there, which, again... I know I've seen. Yeah, have, yeah, but I do not I remember. Can't t- it's another one of those Polanski thrillers. Oh wait, no, I do remember this. I don't. I think. Yeah, I think I do. It's like I can remember Witness. I always. I remember I always this scene. Witness and Frantic. Yeah. Which oh, one yeah. had the sure. Amish kid? Right. <laughs> Witness. Which one had the weird looking Amish kid? Lucas Haas. Lucas Haas. Um. Eighties mainstay. Lucas Haas. Oh, Solar Babies. That's another one I'd put on my eighties list. Where did you see Solar? Oh, he's in Solar Babies. He's in Solar Babies. But that was like prime 80s. Con- that was like always on after Legend of Billie Jean. Yeah. Uh, and then Black Rain, which, I don't know, maybe. 
I've that's seen... a Ridley Scott though. Yeah, I, um, I, I've seen it. I don't remember. If, if... You watched it recently? Did I? <laughs> that's how well it stuck. You watched yeah, it. Look at that. You two watched years it ago. Less than two years ago. Shit. Uh, yeah. Lazy script. You said. Yeah. Miscast Michael Douglas drag it in. So I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. I, I honestly could not remember watching that two years ago. That's awesome. That's a that is high praise right there. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, I don't know if I've seen this in June of twenty twenty one. Oh, that's funny. So anyway, to the uh oh, what was there something I wrote down? Oh, you can now uh the thing I noticed when I was making my lists. You can now sort by your interests based on films you liked or related to films you liked. Interesting. I didn't actually do it to see what it looks like, but I don't know. I guess this you just rearranged them a little. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it means. I mean, mm. it's already a list that I made, so it's yeah. not going to be. I guess it would work better. Probably on... if it's like a, got a star you've liked <clears throat> in another movie and a director you've liked yeah. in another movie. Yeah. So it would really work better on if I'm looking at someone else's list. Yeah. And I want to sort it to kind of suit what I would like. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Yeah. So at that, it, again, I wish they pushed out little. Hey, we added this. Yeah. They email like little letterbox rushes every week to me. That should be included in it. Yeah, why not? Why I not? know what I watched. Yeah, I fucking watched it. Yeah, you know what are you telling yeah, me? Thanks for thanks for reviewing what I watch. Yeah. I, that's I, what the, that's the I, fucking I, yeah. app is for. Yeah. Get, tell me what's new. Mm. Uh, the only one that I do appreciate, well, the one that I do appreciate is when stuff on your watch list gets added to your services and they send you the little thing. But other than that, yeah. don't tell me what I already watched. Uh, I didn't watch too much since we last recorded. You watched a shitload. Yeah. So I'll just... I love that you watched Harlan County, USA, though. That was awesome. I've only seen about half of that recently, but it was really fucking good. I it's, think I watched half of it about a year ago. It is something. Yeah. Like, it's... It angers me to think now that that, that those the descendants of those people <laughs> yeah. vote Republican they Vote now. the way they do, yeah. Because it's like... It's wild. That is some of the most hardcore democratic shit they pulled back then. Like, yeah. they fought for fucking everything they could get. It is. And now they're just like... And that style of documentary, mm -hmm. plus, I don't usually watch... Documentaries feel like the sort of thing you need to watch within a couple of years of them coming out, or they kind of lose... Yeah. If you want to add is a not film to your way. 80s that you will like based on that, Matawan. Okay. It's John Sayles. It's his fictional recreation of like that era. Oh, it's really fucking good. It's in the Criterion Collection, so it might be streaming on that channel. Uh, is this how are we spelling this? M A T M A T E W A N Matawan. M A T A W. I believe so. Yeah. A. I'm striking out. It might be with an E. Yeah, it's with an E. Matt E1. Matt. This is riveting. Oh, there it is. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's like the night, like one of the night, the 1920s version of the whole same type of thing, but really fucking good. Chris Cooper and Darth Vader. Yep. Nice. And, oh, I'm going to add it to my 80s list. Yep. That's why I, I remember it was mid 80s. Couldn't remember if it was like 86 or 87, but. It's cool when uh, something that's like this highly rated and, uh, uh, that I've never even fucking heard of. 
Yeah. That's why I love yeah. doing this. Yeah, that's why uh, you should be recommending it letterboxed, not me. <laughs> why did I have to be sitting here? Yeah. Um, Tom should have already heard about yeah, this. Yeah, I should a- already know. After watching Harlan County USA, it should have been like, hey, yeah, try this. You gave that five stars. Um, yeah, so the last thing I had watched the last time we recorded was Poseidon Adventure. Uh, China Syndrome, um, you brought to me the next day at school. I watched it that night. That movie's awesome. Yeah. Um, Good to hear. I, I was going to watch it the other night, but I was already up in bed in my upstairs one is not a region B player. Oh, so yeah. So I was like, well, fuck, I can't watch it tonight because I'm yeah. not going back downstairs. Oh, did, have we... T- did, I know we've talked a bunch about uh, uh, worrying about physical stuff, uh, physical media and the players and stuff. Did I ever tell you where I think I have to end up settling on is just buying another PS5? Yeah. It's the only fucking device that does everything that I want it to do. Yeah. That's not $1,000. Yeah. Is a PlayStation 5. And the thing that's funny about that is that is how they got PS2s into your living room because it was a Blu ray uh, DVD player. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they got PS3s into your living room because, hey, it's also a Blu ray player. Uh, yeah, because that's specifically like why, like, because I had an Xbox 360. Yep. And I was like, this doesn't play shit. Right. So it played, it played HD DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had shit. What did I have on HD DVD? I had one. I almost bought Streets of Fire on HD DVD just so I could Shit. have it on HD DVD. Because it didn't come out on Blu-ray for like another like eight years. Because I had an Xbox 360, so I thought it would be cool if I just started collecting Blu-rays and HD, and then I realized how dumb that is. Yeah. Um, but I think I had one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. Uh, <clears throat> China Syndrome was really good. Um, to the point where, of course, the next week it was four ninety nine on Vudu, like a bunch of assholes, so I bought it then too. Yeah. Um, Days and Confused I finally watched. Not a 70s movie, but it's about the 70s. That's really good. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's like a perfect... Never seen it. It's like a perfect hangout film. I thought that... Uh, I thought that it was one of those things that I'd seen a bunch of. Mm-hmm. I had not. I had seen like two scenes, the famous <laughs> ones. Um, and then, of course, when I got to your tattoo scene, I like pause. I got excited yeah. and paused the, it. Real point. And uh, it's maybe my best use ever of the yeah. DiCaprio pointing. Um <laughs> Because I even caught the uh, the subtitles when he's saying the line yeah. when he says the thing. Um, that movie's really good. I liked it. Uh, I will. I will go back to that. It's very easy to see how they like that guy's a fucking star. Yeah. Because McConaughey is not in it very much, and apparently wasn't even no, supposed to be in not. it. Wasn't even supposed to be in it that much. Like he wasn't an actor. They like he was just really? some dude that they just were like hey. You want to come be in a movie? Uh, and he's like, all right, you know. And when he does the, oh, what the hell does he do? It's not like the most famous of his lines, because most of his lines are very quotable. Yeah, it's, the whole, but, you know what I like about, you know, high school yeah. girls, I get older, they stay the same age. When he does the chuckle, what does he say? That's the funniest fucking thing in the movie. When he does like the little, <laughs> I can't even do it, the little cottage. Oh, uh, he's sitting in the car. Or he's like, ditch the geeks and come right at me. And she's like, I got my car. He's like, all right, we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, it, it's funny because this movie is you know, 30 years old at this point. Um, it's funny. It uh, came out when we were that age. Yep. It took me 30 years to watch. It takes place the year we were born. Well, the year I was born, but yep. more or less. Uh, and it took me 30 years to watch it. Um, I'm fascinated that like the, the, the main character, the, the person taking us through the journey was pretty much never in anything again. Mitch. Yeah. He was only pretty much ever in again, um, 
think it was Waking Life. Yeah. Uh, Richard Linklater's other film. Oh. Where he's pretty much playing the same character. Yeah. Well, to be, Mitch is not a great actor. No. But he's adequate. The, the thing that always gets me... And it's he's likable, though. Yeah, and the thing that always gets poked fun at is every time he pinches his nose. Like, every really? time he's like, oh, you know. Oh, I didn't even notice, but I would notice. You would know Once you notice it, you can't yeah. stop noticing yeah. it. But again, he's a fucking kid in his very first movie. Like, all those kids were new actors. Um, fuck, most of the people in it were new actors. It's yeah. just like a who's who, though, of like... Everybody... Everyone else got like super famous. Affleck's in it. Uh, Cole, oh, what's Christ's buddy's name there? The redhead. He's in um, Yellowstone now. Yeah. Uh, He's also in Good Will Hunting. I guess I could click on it. That would do it really quick. Um... But yeah, he's in it. Uh, Jason London, not Jeremy London. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams, Matt McConaughey, Rory. Yeah, Cochran, I, 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 I thought it was. Stuff. Uh, I was I was calling him in my head, Jeremy London, the whole time. I forgot that. They I were forget tw- which one is which. I always and I, I can't for- tell you which one is in Mallrats. I forgot that there were two of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh my god! They did during the pandemic. They did like a script reading for charity for something. And Rory Cochran, I'm not sure if he was legitimately high, because <laughs> he's the long-haired hippie yeah, yeah. guy who's yeah, like, yeah, yeah man. Um, but during the table read, I don't know if he was legitimately high, because people kept going, like, Rory, Rory, it's your line. He's like, oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Which I'm like, I, I think he's fucking Andy Kaufman, Kaufman-ing us at this. The best one of those of all time was Shia LaBeouf being Spicoli yeah. in a live from his car table read of Fast Times. That is fucking hilarious. Uh, let's see, Anthony Rapp went on to be in fucking Rent, you know, in tons of other musicals. Adam Goldberg's been in a bunch of shit. Uh, Mia. Um, Christ, what was her last Jovovich. name? Mila Jovovich is in this, yeah. Just tons and tons it? and tons of people. Uh, who was... Is it him? Yeah. Rap, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's the one I was thinking. He was the guy with the glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Hauser is the one I was Cole trying Hauser, to think yeah. of. That, he was I, the one I was trying to I place. fucking loved the scene, so with Anthony Rapp and Adam Goldberg and uh, Giovanni Ribisi's sister. Yeah. Like, where there's... They're, they're, you know, because everybody in this is part of a clip, part of a group. And you know someone who's in all that. Or you went through that phase in high school, like, the, I'm going to just talk about really deep shit, man. Yeah. And another one's like, you got to play football next year. Just all this shit. And I will say, not to be super cliche, it's just how I watch movies. By the second half of this movie, I was super high. <laughs> and, like, I I get it why this was, like, such a... I mean, it's about stoners, but why it's such a... Because it is made, in a way, it just kind of flows. Yeah. The, the entire, I'd say, last two-thirds of the movie just kind of flows. And if you're super yeah. high, you yeah. can just... Because sometimes when you're sitting here... Uh, if I've had like three or four volcano bowls, I gotta pause and take a step back. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on anymore. Well, I haven't I mean, been paying attention. We've all lived that plot. Yeah, you're. It's the end of the school year. I mean, it's eighth graders and juniors are the most are the biggest part of this because eighth right. graders getting ready for high school, juniors right. getting ready for the last year. Right. You're supposed to go to a party. The party doesn't happen because a parent doesn't leave or some shit. Yeah. And then you spend half the night figuring out what to do next. Yeah. And so you're just. I mean. For us, it was driving the loop and seeing, oh, these people are hanging out at Val's. What do you guys got going? I don't know. Other people are hanging out in the parking lot. Dexter Shoe. It's funny that... And just going back uh, and forth until until you figure out a place to go. And then we're like, fuck it. We're all going to go to Travis's and <laughs> right. fucking play NBA 
fucking live or whatever that I was one gonna, was. I was going to say whatever that baseball baseball simulator 1000. Yeah. Where you just, oh, fuck it, that's what we're going to do tonight, you know? And that's that's what this movie is. No fair, no more using the laser beam one. <laughs> it's impossible to catch. Uh, yeah, it's funny how similar uh, 1976 people were to what we would have been doing, yeah. uh, which no longer exists. Like, that. if you go out into town on an average Friday night, it will be dead. Yeah, you don't town. see people hanging out anymore. Whereas when we were in high school, I mean, this is a small town, but the town was lit up. I mean, there was a steady stream of cars. Yep. All of the businesses had a bunch of people in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's kind of too bad. C&J's was always packed with people. Oh, that place was a gold mine. Yeah. Gold mine. Yeah. Um, Val's always had people in front of it. Yep. You know. It's too bad. But yeah. But- I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, but now you can just stay home and right. FaceTime and shit or play your video games with each other online. And, and kids don't drive, just in general. No, that that was for me the biggest shock when I first came back here. Yeah, kids I'm don't like, drive. I'm like, there's like 12 cars here from students. Yeah. Meanwhile, if you, we had to fucking, if you didn't you get, had to get to get on yeah. honor roll to get in the fucking parking lot up, up high. Well, even at the lower parking lot, you better get there before 8 or you are parking Way down. Yeah, you're on the grass part. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't near the that. superintendent's office. Now, at by the time superintendent's office at that point, by the time we were seniors, we had our spots. Yeah. that no one parked in. Yeah, but like, when you're like a junior, that's yeah. tough. You had to fight for the parking yeah. spots. Yeah, that, uh, that that I remember just when I first came here, and I was just like, "Where's all the fucking cars?" Yeah, like, it looks like barely more than staff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, like you said, there's no more than like a dozen. Well, I mean, they don't offer driver's ed anymore as a class. That's, I mean. And that's that the, fucking kills That's it. the killer. Because driver's ed is fucking expensive nowadays. What do you, what, can you like take a course in Dover? Dover offers them. There's a couple out there. Yeah. But again, it's expensive. And it's not like, immediate, yeah, like it's not immediately after school or during the summer. Right. And like. that's when I took it. I took it during the summer. It was my, that was my summer school was my driver's yeah. ed class. I, for me, it was. I took it during the year, and it was just one of my classes. Yeah, it was a credit. You like, got a credit got, for well, it. I think it was a quarter credit. But still, yeah. Fucking thank you, Wio. You got a fucking credit for that shit. That's it's crazy to to. Yeah, yeah obviously that's 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 what happened. Yeah, because you got a quarter credit, and then the next, you had all of, all of it, you had his fucking health and yeah. his first aid and his yeah. first safety. Leo, yes, Leo Hunter, fucking Hunter's Hunter safety. That's what it was. Hunter safety was a quarter credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Long story short, um, Days and Fuse was pretty good. Yeah. I was. I was. And again, it makes you, it makes it's very nostalgic. Even though we weren't alive in '76, right? When that takes place, we right. feel very nostalgic for that type of time because we did that shit. Right. Yeah. You know, we had kids in our shop making bongs. Yeah. Making paddles. I yeah. Remember that shit. Yeah. You know, I, I think our class was one of the last ones where we actually worried about when you were a freshman, a senior beating your ass or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that doesn't happen at all. No, nowadays it's like Christ. Which is good. Because uh, these fuckers were sadistic. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> say, some we say this as, as employees of the school, but some of those eighth graders might, they might need maybe, it. Maybe a good pig piling might help them out. <laughs> It'll help your attitude. They need, they need an Eric Lundin to be terrified of. Right. An Abe Chase to be terrified of. Uh, then I watched Mean Streets, which is also kind of a hangout movie. Yeah. Because it doesn't really have a plot. The plot is the weakest part of the film. Um, it's got a fucking awesome ending, though. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I was... 
I was ready for that, but I was ready for it not to happen. Yeah. So I was very pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. when they went through with it. Yeah, um, and, and it shows you that um, even back then, Scorsese had the best sense of fucking needle drops in his films. Because I wanted to shoot Robert De Niro about fucking oh ten minutes God, into that yeah. movie. I just wanted to fucking shake him. Yeah. Oh, you fucking idiot. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then does for a while get shaken by one of the guys who is currently in my top ten. Because um, the fat bar owner, who he gets into the fight with. Yeah, yeah. That guy's in my top <laughs> ten right now because he was in like five. I watched him like five straight movies, and I had no idea who he was. Like I remembered him from Mean Streets because it's it's during one of you know Johnny Boy's name? big scenes. Uh, I think it's George George Bamoli. Click on him. Yeah, yeah there he is. Yeah. Oh, he's in Rocky? He's in Rocky, Mean Streets, Blue Collar, The Farmer. Farmer. I also have The Hustle and Phantom of Paradise waiting to go. So, that, that, my goal he's is to... Gonna, he will be solidly in... He, my goal is to... And he's also in Hot Potato. And holy shit, he's been dead for 40 years. Yeah. Ooh, he died young. Yeah. Well, look at the dude. I know. He's about... He's he like, wasn't even 50. He was our age. He's like the precursor to fucking Patton Oswalt, like, oh in God. body type. He was our age, exactly. Yeah. So I, my, my goal is to watch the majority of those and keep him in my top ten for the year. That's my goal. It's it's just fun every once in a while to just have a straight up character actor in your. <clears throat> you know top what's funny 10. about Mean? I, I also see Mean Streets uh, very much the same way I see Barking Dogs. Mm-hmm. Mean Streets was although Mean Streets wasn't Scorsese's first movie, but it was. Yeah, because he did. Boxcar like Bertha, and who's that knocking at my door? Which kind of felt more like a studio, hey, we need to hire a director for this picture. You yeah, know? Well, I think uh, they were Corman. They might have been Corman-produced films. Yeah. Because Richard Corman fucking started off just about everybody in the, early, in the late 60s, early 70s. But um, yeah, Mean Streets was like his fucking announcement. That and I'm a fucking filmmaker. This is what I can do. So when I was kind of wrestling with uh, how to rate it, I thought of it the same mm-hmm. way... I thought of Barking Dogs, which is, this was good. I really liked it. If it had been anyone else's movie, mm-hmm. I might have given this a four. Yeah. But it's so far away from Memories and Mother and Parasite yeah. and this that is, I have to give it a three and a half. And this, this is, is like, so far yeah. away from The Departed and Goodfellas and... Well, even like Taxi Driver and, a few yeah, years Yeah, Taxi later. Driver. Like, yeah. This, is, this is his, oh, this is what I can do with movies. Right, right. And he goes further with it from right. then on. So, because those are all fives, yeah. I had to have it farther away. Speaking of which, have you seen the trailer for his newest one? The yes. Killing of, fuck, yeah. Killing of Flower Moon? Fuck. Let's talk we, about that. We forget now that Scorsese's like 80. Yeah. And he's, um, the, his newest film looks like it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah, I watched it. I actually just watched it yesterday. Because um, it premiered last night or the yeah. night before. Um, Let's talk about the douchey way that uh, film festivals time their mm-hmm. uh, standing ovations after things. Oh, my God. Do you think some? What's going on during that nine minutes? Are people just literally standing and yep. clapping and going, okay, we... Just like I just said with the ratings, we clapped for seven minutes for whatever, but well, this is better, so we're going to clap yeah, for nine. Which is funny, because they did the same thing for the newest Indiana Jones. Yeah. And from what I've heard, that was more of just a... It was a polite standing ovation. At which point, so, come on. <laughs> they're going to have to start, uh, yeah, they're going to have to start putting qualifiers on their standing ovation. It was a seven minute standing ovation, but we'd call it a polite one, not a raucous seven yeah. minutes. Yeah. What the fuck? Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like, 
honestly, what are you nine? Think about that. Nine minutes. Yeah, I'm if, not standing and clapping for nine minutes for fucking anything. No, no. Uh, think about what we were talking I about. Don't even nine like standing minutes for ago. nine minutes straight at a concert anymore. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm just picturing all these pretentious douchebags. Yeah. Bravo. Nine Bravo. minutes. We started talking about this about a minute ago. Imagine if we had this conversation eight more times. Yeah, and clapped the entire time. And clapped time the entire it. time. It's so dumb. Yeah. Uh, I, I am I am with you on that. Standing, ov- standing ovations at film festivals, it's like fucking, come I, on. I you have nothing else to do. I don't care if you do it, but I'm talking 30 seconds tops. Yeah. And then we're done. I'm long enough to get like the like like in baseball. You know, you bring them back out yep. for the, the wave. Hey, thank you. Leo puts a hand up, yep. and Marty puts a hand up, yep. and, you know, a couple more minutes. They I mean, ba- maybe maybe they that's bow. what they do. Maybe everyone in the cast has their turn raising their hand, so you can't fucking sit down because you'll feel like a rude <laughs> asshole by the time you get down to, like, the third AD. I'd be, I'd want to, like, stop it. Yeah. 820 and be going, it's, uh... Yeah, and here's our key grip! Yeah. All right, yep. Um... All that aside, though, it looks fucking terrific. Yeah. It looks terrific. Um, I kind of want to go to it. Yeah. Oh, they made a big deal saying, only in theaters. Yeah. Only in theaters. Yeah. Well, you have to do that when it's Apple produced. Yeah. Or if a, if a streaming service produces it, you've got to be very clear if you're going to only if you're gonna have it in theaters first. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons. Uh, long story short, um, Mean Streets was pretty good. Yeah. I then watched Ocean tw- Ocean's Twelve to boost my uh, my Elliot Gould. Oof. That movie sucks. Yep, I didn't know that. I don't like that one at all. Which is, is Thirteen better? Yes, but again, because Thirteen's sh- got Pacino, right? Yes, he should have just stopped after Eleven. Eleven yes. is such a perfect fucking crime caper film. I yep. love Eleven. I can watch <sighs> Eleven a million times. Yep, I think I've watched Twelve twice, and if I watched it again, it would be like. Is it as bad as I remember? It's not very good. No, it's not. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going to skip Harlan County for now. I watched The Terminator, not 70s, but that movie's fucking awesome. Fucking love that movie. Um, then a couple of letdowns, sort of. I don't think, other than Eddie Coyle, I like 70s uh, Mitchum. Yeah. I think he was pretty much done at that point. Oh, he was, most definitely. Because uh, Yakuza... There's some laughably lazy action in it. I mean, he's yeah. still a tough guy and stuff, but like... Well, Yakuza was... Was that one directed by Schrader? I think that might have been one of the first ones Schrader ever directed. No, oh, that was a fucking Pollock? Why do I think it was a Schrader? Did Schrader write it? Maybe. Or am I thinking? I'm thinking... Am I thinking of Mahishima? <laughs> uh, no, Schrader yeah, wrote it. Okay. With Robert With Town. Robert Town. Jesus. Yeah, that film should be amazing. It's not. Um, although maybe Paul <laughs> just wasn't the person to direct it. <coughs> it does seem it's very weird for him. It's not like uh, I mean, Tootsie? it's certainly not Out of like, Africa. It's certainly not like the way we were. Right. Uh, it's not like most of the other stuff. I guess the closest thing would be Three Days of the Condor, but even that's not. Yeah. Not the same as what that is. Sabrina. Like you the know, fuck is that Pacino in the bottom left? Uh, Bobby, Bobby Deerfield. Deerfield. Never fucking heard of it. Hey, but it's seventy film. Play. It is. He had to meet her to find himself. Yeah, I'm good. Race car oh, but driver. She's terminally ill. I don't give a shit. Uh, oh, Electric Horseman. Which that one? That cover always struck me because it looks like he's about to pile drive a woman. It does. What is he doing? I don't know. It looks like he's about to pile drive a woman. Yeah. So I'm like, is this a yeah. wrestling movie? Is she gonna break her neck? Um. Yeah. So Yakuza was. Uh, 
is fine. I, I gotta. I think I'm having a problem with my with my ratings again. I feel like my ratings are slipping again because I'm giving things threes that I don't know deserve it. Because <laughs> I keep thinking when you think of Yakuza and Andromeda Strain, I go, ah, they're fine. Yeah. That should be a two and a half. Yeah, it shouldn't be a three, but. <clears throat> So Andromeda Strain goes along with kind of what got me into the idea of doing 70s movies in the first place, which is stuff like Capricorn 1, The Poseidon Adventure, Towering Inferno, China Syndrome, all of those sort of disaster slash conspiracy or a little bit of both type movies. Andromeda Strain is about a uh, disease uh, that comes, that is... uh, attaches itself somehow to uh, a satellite that comes down and lands in a New Mexico town and everyone there like drops dead. And the whole thing is this group of scientists trying to figure out what it is and how to kill it if they need to kill it or what it's even doing because it turns your, uh, within like a 30 seconds, it turns your blood into like, it solidifies your blood. So you just drop Mm -hmm. dead. Because all the people looked like they were still alive. A lot of them blink too. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Well, it actually know, it made it hard. it made it sort of freaky because you'd see this guy that's supposedly dead, and then all of a sudden he'd go, <laughs> and the, like a dead guy are, in the are, background. Are we still shooting? Yeah, it would freak you. It's there's, there was a couple scenes of that, and it was freaky. Uh, but the whole movie, you can tell that this is a Michael Crichton novel, and that he directed it because most of the movie is. I'm sure they spent most of the budget on the set for this lab, which was like this five-layer thing, and every layer was a different color and had all these very 70s panels and screens and switches and buttons and all this stuff. And they did everything with, like, robot arms and stuff. Mm -hmm. And these robot arm scenes would go on way too long. Like, it would be like, you know, they're on one side of the glass with a moving so a... So it's like he's showing off this tech he had. Yes, for exactly. The, for the sole purpose of just like, look exactly. at what we can do. <clears throat> because it was literally, I know you can't see this on the thing, but like, I'm reaching out toward my water bottle. It picks up the water bottle. It moves over the water bottle. It sets down the water bottle. I now know what this robot arm can do, Dan. I don't need to see you pick up my coffee cup, move over my coffee cup, put down my coffee yeah, cup. They were just showing off. And then... I'm going to take the lid off my bottle. So I'm going, it, it was literally, I'm not kidding. There are multiple scenes like that. Because uh, there's a whole thing where they bring a cage with a rat out. And they open the door. And then they bring a cage with a monkey out. And this whole scene takes like two minutes, which is an eternity to watch that happen. Yeah, that seems, that seems a bit much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, get why they did it. Because at the time, people were probably like, whoa, get what robotics can do. Exactly. And, but like, even then I would think it would be a little bit, tedious yeah, but we now get, we get the idea we get the idea now it's just like jesus man stop uh so anyway that's all i watched in the in those two weeks you on the other hand i went i went nuts i i had a good streak where i was watching shit at night pretty yeah. well yeah uh, and andrea went to a thing with her family on the 13th so i went a bit nuts and that's when you watch the boss movie uh so uh, presumably well it, yeah it would have been after we la- after we last recorded mm-hmm. you watched dirty harry yep uh Liked it more than you thought you remembered liking it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, again, I love the fucking... The performance of the Scorpio Killer. He's so fucking good. He's legit terrifying. Um, so good that it cost him roles later. Yeah. Like, he, he... I don't remember him being in anything again until Hellraiser in 1986. When he played, was, like, the cuck dad. There was something... I think we looked this up when we talked about it last time. There was He was in something yeah. else. Uh... Which one is he? Is he, he John Vernon? No. No. He is Andrew Robinson. 
He's just labeled killer. He's uh, in Cobra. He was in he, Cobra. He's like the politician in Cobra. Yeah. That's the only other thing that I would have seen him in. Oh, Although well, I do, we do have Charlie Varick. We do on have both Charlie Varick on mask. the watch list. Wow. So he's been in some shit. I just yeah. didn't remember him in anything else. And he looks totally normal to look at him now. There's a, yeah. pic, a current picture of him. He's like 70. Uh, he doesn't look like a freak or a <laughs> serial killer or anything. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a very well-directed film. Mm. Uh, some great location stuff. Um, Bullet, again. You felt similarly to me. Uh, yeah, it's and you said at the time because uh, I I said when I watched it, you know, this is one that you hear about your entire life. I finally chase, watched it last chase, year, and it's fine. Uh, yeah, um, and other than the car chase, and 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 Steve McQueen, who is this uh, put up on a pedestal, kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, Tarantino talks about this movie a lot in his thing, where he's like McQueen was a very contemplative actor, mostly because he didn't want to say more lines, so lines got given to everyone else <laughs> other than him. I think that is a very kind representation of Steve I, McQueen's I, acting. I, I think so, too. Um, but he's not awful. He doesn't drag the film down. No. And I like that the the film was way more investigative than I remember. You know, there's a lot of actual detective yeah. work going on, which I like. Because far too often, these types of movies skip over the detective work. Cops are mostly just there to chase shit. Right. And I like that detectives... And beat up act- bad guys. And detectives actually did some detecting in that. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Deliverance, which I don't think I've ever seen fully. Oh, I, I mean... It's it's so good, but man. I mean, it's it's defined by two scenes. The, right. The banjo scene. Right. Which is very joyous and kind of, It's one of those things like, oh my god, this is really fun. And then you're like, oh yeah, there's dangerous hillbillies. Yeah. Like, it, it's definitely a bunch of problematic white dudes... Go into this area where they think, hey, because we're educated city men, you know, we can do whatever we, we want, and they learn a very quick lesson that no, you are not in charge here. Um, there's John the, Voight's the third one, right? He's the second one. It's Reynolds, Voight, Ned, and Beatty, Ned Beatty, and um, Christ, the guitar playing guy whose name I cannot remember. I think he's an actual musician. Why do you make me click on you twice? Ronnie Cox. He's in other. He's in some other stuff. Also, very normal looking. A lot, dude. Of, a lot of 80s stuff. Yeah, he loves Verhoeven. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I get what it was going for because there's the scene where Ned Beatty gets fucked. <laughs> um, to put it mildly. Um, and that's just such an intense scene leading up to that because you just like, oh shit, what is going to happen? There? What is going to happen? And then you're like, oh fuck, that's what happens. Um, and that's then, not good, Ned Beatty. And then unfortunately, once basically once Burt Reynolds gets taken out of the film because he breaks his leg going in their escape, you know, um, he's pretty much sidelined. Yeah, he's just there with a broken leg, and it's mostly John Voight's film. It definitely loses some of the scene. I get why they did it, because Reynolds is the most macho of them all, who is most adept at being able to survive in this. Yeah. So they take him off the board, so that, you know, mild-mannered kind of, kind John like Voight has getting, to... Getting rid of Superman. Yeah. But it it loses Reynolds' charisma yeah. as well. And while Voight is good, <clears throat> he, he's not as good yeah. in this. Um, but it's still a very, very enjoyable film. And I, lo- I love the ending, where you're just like... they. 
everyone knows they killed the fucking guys. Yeah. Everyone does, but they can't prove it. And he's going to kind of have to live with that. Are they going to find out what happened? Yeah. You know? And if... Because the whole thing is they're going down this river because it's about to get flooded and made into a lake. This whole town. So this whole town's getting emptied out type of thing. And they want to... That's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they're kind of... That's why they're doing it. And it's a neat thing to think about when it comes to that that part of Appalachia where it's very poverty-stricken. Yeah. And these people are losing their town basically because the folks who control the hydroelectric... Way more powerful. Oh well, that yeah. So very, that, very, very Harlan County. Almost. I was going to say this I, is the aftermath of that type of thing. I skipped over Harlan County because uh, I was going to go back to it, but just real quick, yeah, it's the same type of thing. Um, it's how and it's still prescient today. Uh, how the the corporations will just crush yeah. these little towns. Um, like Harlan County was about a coal strike that went on for a year, and I'm, shit got real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, people died. Uh, <clears throat> like you the think best... of like the the writer strike now, where people are like, oh, yeah. you know, we're on strike. Like people got fucking murdered. Yeah, during the, those strikes. Yeah, and uh, you know these, and and all for like this, the shittiest job in the world. Yeah, I mean these guys die. At, they're dead at my at our age. Yeah, uh, they all black lung and yeah. That was, um, that's a big point of things in uh, coal miner's daughter, where her dad yeah. dies. When he's like forty, yeah. Uh, even though he has like six kids, yeah. Because that's all um, he can do. And like the whole point of Tommy Lee Jones's characters, he wants to get out of that fucking. He doesn't want to grow up to be a coal miner. The guy that uh, gets killed that kind of leads to the to the end of the strike. Um, <clears throat> the all of this is shot. There's no like narration. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of it is just like town hall meetings, and town hall meetings, and hand can cam mm-hmm. uh, with a microphone. That's the whole thing. So it's very in your face, yeah. and there's no you're right there with it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. There's no layer between you yeah, and there, what's going there's on. There's no voiceover to kind of sway you as to which way things will go. I mean, yeah. the editing will can still do oh, that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But you still you're seeing everything. Yeah, there's no question whose side the documentarian yeah. no is on. Re- no bullshit reenactments. Right. You know, it's, um, so it is very. Very raw, very real. Um, so the press conference, you know, they were doing this this press conference or whatever for the, after that guy got murdered. And, like, the thing about also about this movie is that every hillbilly trope is, like, stereotypes come from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, when they're talking about this guy and what a great guy he was, leaves behind a 16-year-old wife and a five-month-old daughter. Yep. Like, holy fuck, man. Oh, yeah. And this guy's, like, bald. And oh, yeah. Well, that, that, <laughs> you shouldn't me. That was the weirdest thing about watching Coal Miner's Daughter, because, again, that takes place in Kentucky in one of the hollers. Um, she was married off at 14. Yeah. And, like, Tommy Lee Jones' character was just out of the military. So he, you're guessing probably 22 at, at youngest, 21, 22. Yeah. if you enroll at 18 for three years. Sure. We'll say 21, 22, but he married a 14-year-old girl um, who then has, like, four kids with him in the span of, like, five years. <coughs> right. And you're like, God damn. Yeah. So, yeah, you think of, like, she she became a country star at, like, 20, 24, 25. <laughs> she's got, like, fifth graders. But she's got, she's got four kids. Uh, she's been married for ten years, you know. 
Like um, think think of like Taylor Swift home with like five right, babies, you right. know. Taylor Swift kid would be graduating high school. Um, yeah, so Harlan County ended up on my list because it is. Uh, I mean, I'd seen it for a long time. Mm-hmm. On you go on any documentary list, and it's near the top mm-hmm. uh, of like best documentaries of all time. Um, totally worth a watch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it on HBO. Maybe I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It's it's available. I didn't yeah, have to buy it. It's another it, one right? that's often available in Criterion. <clears throat> then you did quite a few. Uh, well, I did the out- I did the outfit, which is, oh the outfit. Yes, I which it's a three and a half, but it's a damn good three and a half. Um, it's an adaptation of the uh, one of the Parker novels, which is also like Point Blank and Payback. Those ones, man, Point Blank just will not show up on things. No. No, it does not. I have been... It has been on my watch list for like a year. It never shows up on sale. I could buy it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, God damn it, I'm going to wait it out. Yeah. Um, Same with the outfit. That's a tougher one to find. Uh, I think I just ended up buying because I needed to watch it because I love the fucking Parker movies. Um, basically, it's the third book. So, in the third... In the first book, you know, Parker... In, it's the same plot as Point Blank, pretty much. He's owed money... They don't fucking pay him, so he goes killing, like, the mafia bosses. The outfit. Um, in the second book, the man with uh, the man with no face or something like that, he basically, because the mob is hunting him, he undergoes, like, a face plastic surgery, so changes looks. Uh, the family of the doctor blackmails him, and they're going to tell the outfit he has a new face, and they do. Uh, and then the third one, the outfit, the outfit is coming after him. Which is why you see his brother killed in the beginning of the film. And uh, Joe Don Baker's character, whose name is Cody, who is one of those sidekicks in these types of books that shows up every once in a while. Like, you know, he's the guy that is the buddy of the main character. But he's not in every book in the series, but he's in some. And when he shows up, you're like, oh, hey, it's Cody. Think, Mm -hmm. Think of, like, the Don Cheadle character. In yeah. uh, Devil in a Blue Dress. Oh, which is four ninety nine right now, so it's super oh. tempting. Even though just own it digitally. Yeah. Um uh, Joe uh, Don Baker will never top his role in Fletch. Joe Don it's, Joe Don Baker is such an underrated fucking actor. The more I think about it, I'm like, I love this guy in fucking everything he shows up in. He was in Reality Bites. I guess. I don't <clears> remember <throat> him in that. Tom Pierce, I right. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, because he played um oh, he's in two Bond movies. He's, he's Felix. He's, yeah, he's uh, the character that, uh, what's-his-name plays in the new one. Which his name? Ah, oh, black dude. Fuck, why am I forgetting his name? Who was also in Westworld. I don't know. Uh, also in Joe Dirt. Yeah, I haven't watched that. <laughs> but he's, he's mo- he was mostly known for the Walkin' Tall movies. Like, uh... Uh, Tarantino talks about in his book how for a while there, like, the two most popular people in Tennessee were Elvis and Joe Don Baker. Nice. Uh, because he was the real-life sheriff, Buford Pusser. Pusser. Um, the measure of man is how tall he walks. Yeah. Uh, but it's on he, Amazon Prime. He's fucking hilarious in the outfit. I'm going to add walking tall to my 70s list. Oh, you should. Yeah, all, you can add all three of them. Um... Stark, the character that, um, even though he's not named Stark in the movie, um, that, yeah. He's also in Letter Part 6. One of the lowest rated movies of all time. 1.2. Duval is the very, you know, stoic, 
you know, this is about my code. Yeah. You know, if a man dies, a man, man dies. That's part of what we do. So what's the, uh, not the Walking Tall ones, but the outfit, what's the f- first one? There, uh, the first one, the first book in that series is Point Blank. Okay. It, it's not called Point Blank, but it was it's, made into the movie. It's the movie Point Blank. Point Blank. And the so other one Lee is Marv- Payback. Lee Marv- the second <clears throat> one never got made into anything. But so Lee- it's not the one that... Uh, isn't there a Payback in the 80s? Yeah. That's, but it's not That's this. the first one again. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the outfit is like the third book. So he's playing the same character that Lee Marvin is. Okay. Um, so it's just they decide, okay, after... The outfit tries to kill them. They're going to take the fight to the outfit. So they start hitting all the outfit places, you know, like the banks, the card games, all that shit, until there's a big bloody showdown at the end. Um, it's a fine movie, but J- Jodon Baker's just fucking awesome in it. Holy shit, he's been in a lot of shit. Yeah. Jodon Baker has constantly worked. Yes. Although his most recent is it mud yeah how old is he holy shit he's old yeah uh 14 years older than I, he's 87 holy shit and he's still kicking oh we probably could still kick our ass probably uh mud is very good have you seen mud mud is great yeah. mud's very good um if he go if he retired on mud good for well him. done joe don baker that's much pretty, better choice much than, better than strain than going out on strange wilderness or dukes of hazard or dukes of hazard uh and he really, well, I guess... That's Doesn't seem like he does much now. <laughs> he really didn't work much from 2001 up to Mud, which is 2012. So he hasn't done anything in ten years, and even in that time, he only did, like, three movies. Mm. But he was in a ton of shit from, like, basically 70s and 80s. First of which was Cool Hand Luke. What was it? Was he a prisoner? Yeah, I think he cool was one of the other prisoners. Um... I famously stopped watching Cool Hand, Woo, cool Hand Luke during the George Kennedy masturbation scene, and I have not picked it up since. Uh, <laughs> I'll go back to it at some point. Ooh, when did Joysticks comes out? Is that where's that here? Nineteen eighty three. Ah, I kind of want to watch that too. That'll it's on be, Tubi. That'll be part of our eighties watch. Um, still never top Fletch. That movie's that movie is still good. Uh, how did I get... We were on Alpha and Jodon Baker. Then, then yeah, then came my night of black exploitation With Black Gun, Superfly, Black Shampoo, and Boss. Boss. N-word. Black Shampoo, not good. No, Black Shampoo... Actually, you've got a nice little... you got a little of everything. you got a two, a three, a three and a half, and a four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Black Gun. We'll start off that. That's fine. Uh, Jim Brown plays like a club owner. Jim Brown just died. Yeah, he did. Um, well, yesterday. I think it's well, it's not funny when someone dies. <coughs> Sometimes it's funny when people die. Um, <coughs> Jim Brown dies, and that <coughs> is not only when you hear about all the great things they did, but how horrible they were. <laughs> like Jim Brown apparently was a famously horrible person. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he was, uh, like beat his wife, beat women, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, did some nasty things at the Playboy Mansion. Mansion, I guess. Huh. Uh, I didn't know. He's no Fred Williamson. No, apparently not. Fred Williamson was awesome. Um, Jim Brown, questionable. Very talented person, <laughs> but questionable. Clearly. But yeah, he plays like a club owner whose brother gets involved in shit, and he ends up getting involved, and, you know. How many movies did he end up being in? A lot. 
Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, on the app, it fucking gives a number, but of course it doesn't do that on the desktop version. Why would it? Uh, it's a lot, anyway, but yeah. Uh, let's see, then then Superfly. Wait, oh, yeah, Mar Martin Landau. Martin, Landau's Martin Landau plays the, one of the main villains. Vita Blue is in it. it briefly. As was... Does um, he throw anything? No. Oh. Uh, he, there was one other athlete, too. Shit. Where is he? Baseball player, football player, Gene Washington? No. Is Gene Washington Shit. an athlete? Sounds like it. Doesn't list him in this, but he's like listed in the credits, like the main credits. Hmm. But because he literally just plays, hey, he's in a club as the person he is in real life. Oh. Vita Blue was a character, <coughs> but I, I honestly don't even remember seeing him. I just remember seeing him in the credits. Because again, Vita Blue was like huge in like 1971, 72. Yeah. That was the year he won the Cy Young. So of course they're going to put him in a film. Why wouldn't you? But I wouldn't recognize him outside a baseball uniform. No, me in a million and years. And I 100% didn't. You know who I didn't? The uh, I saw a, and I decided, I, I think I decided that I had never seen him without a baseball hat on. Because um, uh, I listened to... Deacon Jones. Oh, okay. Deacon Jones. So he was easy to spot then. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, hey, hi, Deacon He's Jones. A big dude. Uh, What the hell was it? Oh, the the uh, I I listened to clips of the Rich Eisen show, mm -hmm. and on YouTube, you know, they have the thumbnails of whoever the guest is, and it was Mike Tomlin, and I was like, that's not Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin has been a head coach for like fucking twenty years, mm -hmm. steady, and so like he's he's never gone away. I've known what he looks like. I've watched the man age for twenty years. Uh, and I was like, that's not Mike Tomlin. And then I just went like this. And I was like, oh, there he is. I've never <laughs> seen that fucking guy without a Steelers hat on. Yeah. He looks weird with his head, like, without yeah, a hat I, on. Exactly. I'm like, I'm not sure how well I would recognize him with, it with that weird. hat. Uh, it was weird. It's just bizarre when someone that you've seen a thousand times, uh, and you're like, wait a second, that's not them. <laughs> um... So where were you? Which one were we on? Uh, we're on to Black Shan... Oh, Superfly. Superfly is a classic. I mean, it's got the fucking right. Curtis Mayfield's, you know, soundtrack. It's about a pimp who's trying to... Uh, well, I wouldn't say he's a pimp. He's more of a drug dealer. But, you know, um, he's trying to do... The, the whole thing makes no sense. He's trying to get out of the, the drug dealing game by doing a lot more drug dealing. <laughs> uh, it's also, like, by far the most... Uh, Famous of the four. Oh, it's, yeah, it's right up there with, like, Shaft as far yeah. as, you know, fame. Because it had 13,000 uh, yeah. views compared to, what did I, what did Black Gun have on it? Um, yeah. 934. Yeah. I mean, with with, with Priest, because uh, he, he does not go by Superfly, which it's just the name of the main song. His name is Priest. Um, he's an asshole. He's an awful human being. But, you know, he's got charisma and you want to see it. He ends up, you know, he fucks over the man at the end. Right. Which is what they're going for at the end in, in a lot of these films. Dude, boss is free on voodoo. Now. <laughs> uh, how many views do we have for that? 2,900. Almost 3,000, uh, which is which is which would be the second highest uh, after Superfly. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Black Shampoo, I, I was interested because it's very much... In the same vein as Shampoo. Like, okay. it's about a Lothario who owns, like, a hair salon. All the women show up and he fucks them. Um, but then he also gets into a 
confrontation with a mobster. And there's gunplay. Uh, in a very violent ending. I think I mentioned that. Yeah, the yeah. ending was very, like, he ends, the movie ends with him, like, stabbing a guy through the fucking chest with a pool cue. Nice. And you're just like, fuck. <laughs> okay. Roll credits. Um, Available on Tubi, by yeah. the way. Um, the lead actor, John Daniels, cannot act to save his fucking life. He's He doesn't off. even have a picture. No, he is no charisma whatsoever, which, considering what his character is supposed to do... He should be very charismatic. He got work after this. Though. Yeah, probably Not as much. a probably as a heavy because he's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big muscular guy. He, I mean, he's an attractive dude. I get why why the women want to hang off him there in a very. I mean, that's right. That shot right there is pretty much black dynamite. Yes. Um, fairly progressive at parts though. Uh, he does work with. He does employ two gay men at his salon. Nice. Um, one of them does get sodomized with a hot curling iron. Of course. Um, unfortunately, that and that's another cause for revenge. But it's it's woefully dull. Like for what it is, is what what it sounds like, it could be awesome. It is not. <laughs> I have fa- been kind of surprised actually how like we think of treatment of gay people in movies today um, as being. Just way better than it had been. Yeah, I think it was worse in the '80s and '90s than it was in the '70s. Oh yeah, a lot of the '70s stuff. I'm shocked. I'm like, yeah. wow, they were actually. Yeah, I mean, like the two gay dudes are flamboyantly gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, they're they're not simpering. They're not. You know, they're they're, they're they you know try to stand up and do what's right. The mob just happens to kick their ass. And like, but they're not. Like, <laughs> you know, they're. Like, fuck you, you can't do that. I was ready to cringe in Mean Streets. Mm-hmm. But they threw them out because they were annoying assholes, not because they were gay. Yeah. And yeah. I was like... Because they're fucking catcalling out the window. Yeah. And like, quit like, drawing fucking attention on, to man. us, man. They had no problem giving them a ride. They yeah. were totally... like. So I was, like, pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And, like, wait, you did throw them out of the car for the right reason. They were being fucking dicks. Yeah. Well, one of them. Um, yeah. And that's happened three or four times. And now you mentioning that, it's like... Did we just get way worse with our representations yes. in the eighties and nineties? Yes, thank you, Reagan. Good God. God. Uh, yeah, because I was like ready to ball. I was ready to hit pause. I was going to ball up because yeah. I it was going to be. I didn't want to see Robert De Niro or Harvey Keitel do something awful. Uh, then you then, did then Boss uh, N Word, which again, fun film with Boss N Word because it's Fred Fred Williamson. He plays a bounty hunter. Shows up at this town where this town is kind of getting menaced. By a, a hood, and he's like, "Well, I'll bring in the hood, but I'm going to be your sheriff now." And they're like, huh. "You can't. You're you're a black man." He's like, "I got the guns, don't I?" So he basically takes over a town, um, and then fight it. You know, then fights this band of marauders. It that sounds very Kurosawa. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 very. It, it's a it's <laughs> and it's very much a spaghetti western. Very much a spaghetti western. Uh, the theme song which also has the title of the film in it, is interesting. Uh, but it's, you know, wow. You know, it's that, <laughs> se- it it's that 70s soul. But that is the one good thing. About, even, like, Black Shampoo had a fun soundtrack. Yeah. Um, they knew how to use music in those films very well. Uh, then that led, co- just coincidentally enough, to The Mothers, because that's part of the, the Joe Bob Last Drive-In. Oh. They had that. But it's one of the uh, late 70s... Um, 
Philippines exploitation fix. They did a lot of like women in prison films then, uh-huh. um, including uh, Jonathan Demme's famous Caged Heat. Um, but this one was not as good as you'd think it would be. It's about a bunch of women pirates. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, a that... band of female pirates go undercover at a prison camp on a coffee plantation to rescue their leader's sister. Yeah. And there's all kinds of blackmailing and Pam Greer's in it and Pam Greer fuck not Pam Greer sorry Pam Greer's not in this one but it's got like Pam Greer lookalikes. I was gonna say um, these are these a are a bunch of like playmates and former Miss Universes and Miss USAs and shit. Um, Dick Piper sounds like a porn name. Yeah, very well could be. Fun film. You know, it's exactly what you Dick think Piper. it is. It's, I love it. I mean, the the poster's fantastic. It is. They don't take themselves seriously. The film doesn't anyway. Dick Piper was in one movie. Yep. This is it. Yep. There is no picture of Dick Piper. But yeah, they made so many of these films over like the course of like <clears throat> four years in the Philippines. Like, because Ferdinand Marcos was a fi- was a big film fan, so he would like literally give them their armies to use. Did he make all these movies in like a three year span? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, he w- he was like a big name. TNT one. Jackson. Yeah, Vampire Hookers, uh, Death, Death Force. Force, Naked Vengeance. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. He probably and he probably directed a bunch of other ones under a different name. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah. Uh, and then Good Night, Mommy, because it was Mother's Day, so we figured we'd watch mm. that too because Andrew had never seen it. Fun film. Uh, it's about two little boys. Yeah, you've talked about Whose mother one. is, like, not famous famous, but, like, 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 if she was a host of, like, a well-known, like, Kelly Ripa, yeah. famous. Yeah. You know, she's the host of, like, a well-known TV show in Austria, and she undergoes plastic surgery, and when she comes home, the kids are like, is this really our mom? Yeah. Or is this someone new? Like, what's going on? And they basically kidnap her and torture her. Trying to find out if she's their mother. And, and is it? There's twists. That I don't want to ruin. Okay. Uh, I could ruin it <clears> on <throat> the air for you, but I don't want to ruin it on the air. Uh, skip Parallax for right now. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rider, rider that's was... the newest one that I'm doing for Video Monsters yeah. and our 100 Women Filmmakers. That's uh, Chloe Zhao. Mm. Uh, it's another one of her films, yes, where she um, uses real people. Oh yeah, because it's like it's a, the movie's about like a rodeo star who undergoes like massive head trauma and can't be a rodeo star anymore, or else he starts to get headaches and passes out and could die. Uh, so he's trying to figure out what to do with his life, um, and it's starring th- a rodeo star who this really happened to, and it's like, yeah, it's he's it's his story, his real life family is in this movie with him. As his family. Brady Jandro. Yeah, so um, much like Nomadland, even though it's fiction, it feels very, very real. And it's still got a lot of the the Chloe Zhao type of stuff where it's like, look at all these pretty views. And it's yeah. Ver- it's very... The pace is very... I don't want to say slow, but it's deliberate. You know, it gives you time. With the characters, but I, I really, really fucking enjoyed that film. Can't wait till we talk about it on the video monsters. Especially because apparently one of the other guys hates it. <laughs> really? So it's gonna be fun. Uh, 
Eric liked Eric it. Eric gave it a four. Nathan does not like okay, it. He didn't rate it. He doesn't, he doesn't usually put ratings on. No, because he doesn't want us to know. Ah. Being secretive. Yeah. Keep your secrets. Um, Straight Time I have on my list. Fucking love Straight Time. Um, Holy shit. That film was a... Vi- I had always heard of this one. It's based on the book Nobis So Fierce by Edward Bunker, which I've read. Uh, does not... It, like, Nobis So Fierce covers, like, Edward Bunker's entire life up until the point he wrote the book. This is just, like, a very short period. Um, but Edward Bunker is most famous for being Mr. Blue in Reservoir Dogs. Oh. But he wrote this, he wrote Animal Farm, he wrote a couple of, like, crime films that a young Tarantino was a big fan of, this being another one. Um, Dustin Hoffman plays a man straight out of jail, who's trying to live, like, a normal, not, I, it's, he's not trying very hard, but he's trying to go straight. But his probation offer, played by awesome fucking M. Emmett Walsh, basically fucks him over. <coughs> so then he beats the shit out of him, and then has to kind of go on the run. And once he does that, he's like, well, fuck it, I might as well go back to Robin shit. Right. Things don't go well. Uh, very, very young Teresa Russell. Christ, she looks like she's 16 in this. She does. Who? What else? 57. So she was... What else? Christ, 19? Who would she have been in Spider-Man 3? I don't remember her in Spider-Man 3 at all, but I remember her in, like, Ken Russell's Whore. I remember her in Black Widow. Um, Hey, she's in The Last Tycoon. That's another 70s one that's on the list a lot. 70s Robert Mitchum. Yep. Also De Niro, Tony Curtis, (coughs) Jack Nicholson, Donald Pleasance. Hmm. It's got a great cast. Ray Milland. Yeah. Was he 100 at this point? (laughs) Could have been. Yeah, but, he was. Well, he was seventy. Yeah, but it's it's like straight time. It's just it's a very very like it takes place over just a few weeks. Uh, Hoffman is really like surprisingly good. At, not that Hoffman's a bad actor; he's a great actor. But I kind of I, you don't expect him to be kind of the tough guy. No, and there's scenes he's, in this where you're like, "Fuck, man!" Because like he um, gets out of jail, goes to visit his buddy Gary Busey. And young Jake Busey and Kathy Bates. I didn't know Kathy Bates was acting at this point. Hmm. Like she's very, very young. Um, might have been one of her first films, for all I know. Uh, yeah, put those in. Uh, first. Um, so she was in a she cartoon in... or something as an audition singer. It's a Milos Foreman. No shit. How about that? Um. Yeah, yeah she's, she's down towards the she's, very, very she's bottom. She's not near the top of the cast, but it, uh, it's like a 3.8. Wow. 1971. Add what, that to the list. What year was... Uh, 76. Holy shit, so this is... This is earlier than that, then. Yeah. <laughs> See how numbers work? Uh, but so yeah, yeah, her straight, next film was Straight, straight Time. Was the second one. Uh, she's really good. She's uh, in two of a kind. But like, there's a, there's, a, sucks. there's a scene where he has to confront, like, Jake, I mean, Gary Busey on something that went wrong during a thing. And it, he's kind of fucking scary. And it's got a great ending. Great ending. Like, um, it's one of, the, it's, and it's one of these films, like, you feel like, um, Michael Mann watched this. Bef- yeah. You know, before making Heat. Yeah. Because it's got kind of that, you know, who can you walk away from? When can you walk, you know? And you have this. And Harry Dean Stanton's fucking awesome. Yeah, I got the, uh, Warner put out a Blu-ray. I picked it up. Pretty cheap. 
but it was it was that's one of my biggest surprises of my seventies watches so far. How much I enjoyed that. Nice. Because most of the seventies ones I've watched have all been like three and a half, so the ones that I haven't seen before. <clears throat> Me too. I, I've I've. I mean, there's a reason we know the classics, right? Right. So if I if I get one like like uh, that Elliot Gould one that's like a four star, pretty much, yeah, I'll be like cool because well, most of most of them have been three and a half. So the new shit I've seen, right? And that's that's what's kind of funny about being what's different about last year is like I was intentionally like taking the best movie from 1957 or whatever yeah. stuff like that, and taking stuff off the top 250 list. And this year, when you make a list like this. And you add stuff like who, and mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, my overall ratings will be definitely be lower this year. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of already talked about coal miner. <clears throat> so parallax and all the presidents men. Yeah, obviously I could talk about all the presidents men all day. Yeah. I'm ready and willing to do that. That is like one of my. That is a it, top five yeah, movie it, for me. I, I haven't seen this in fucking ages. Yeah, and like I forgot just how fucking self assured that script is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Uh, William Goldman. Mm-hmm. So, but just the way it explains what's happening without over-explaining what's happening. Yes, it allows you to fill in the gaps with the reporters. Yeah, and it doesn't treat you like an idiot. So if you don't get it, right. sorry, but we're not dumbing this down. Right. Um, it is. Uh, I, I think that. Something like The Big Short takes a lot from mm-hmm. something that takes a lot from this movie just because of what you just said. You can watch Watergate was very complicated. If you just ask the average person on the street, explain Watergate, the Watergate conspiracy to me, yeah. they, they wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. And my suggestion would be the best way to learn is to watch this movie. Yep. And I, I genuinely believe that. Yeah. Um, this so, is. I mean, it's based <clears throat> on the book. By by uh, Woodward. By Woodward. It, but it's it's he, a rare. Yeah. It's rare with something like that. The book came out in like 1974. Yeah. This movie is two years later. Yeah. It's Nixon was barely out of yeah. office when this came out. Yes. Because uh, this came out early 1976, and um, I think it was actually I don't know something famous was number one at the box office. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the week, the day I was born. It might have been this. I don't know. Uh, in any event, uh, yeah, it's so uh, it's so well written. It's so well directed. It's got uh, the dialogue is so good. The sound is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite line is the uh, "Forget everything you've heard about the White House. These weren't very. These aren't very bright guys. Yeah. And things got out of hand." Mm-hmm. That's my favorite line. Uh, and it it makes you mad. Yeah, watching it now because of everything that we've gone through the past six years, yeah. where you just like, where's the person who's gonna fucking stand up? Yeah, like, because with, again, without like people like Maine's own William Cohen, yeah, that might not have happened the way it did. Right. You needed Republicans to stand up and go, "This is fucking wrong." You're making us look bad. Yeah. Uh, Whereas now we're like, <laughs> not. And like, it's but. definitely the type of movie. Having seen it, I mean, I think I've logged it. Uh-oh, uh-oh, mouse, mouse battery. I've logged it for it. I watch it, I've watched it every year, at least once a year, yeah. uh, since Letterbox, And I still feel like every time I watch it, I notice something else. Mm. Um, and I, I, I love how assured uh, Pakula's directing is. Mm. Like, the last scene is just fucking perfection to me. 
mm. where it's, you know... It's long, too. Yeah. It goes on for it's a long time. It's just showing them typing while... And again, the, it's so perfect. While Nixon is getting inaugurated. Yes. And they're just typing away, typing away, and it just kind every, of slowly keeps going in on them. Every time... And the, the thing is, uh, that's, that's always happening throughout the movie. Every time they're writing, or every time there's a big new kind of break... When they're writing, what's on the TV in the background is something wonderful that Nixon is doing. Yeah. So it's like, this is what's really happening. This is what everyone is seeing. Yeah. And it's perfect. Uh, and it's... it's mm-hmm. And it doesn't like... It tells you what happens, but it doesn't do it in the, here's a title card right. explaining what happened. It's just, right. shit gets typed out. Oh, this person found guilty, sentenced to this. This person. So all the names you've been hearing all movie, all movie long... Right, start to fall, yeah. and you see as they fall, they get closer and closer and closer to Nixon. Yeah, and yeah, and then just ending with the Nixon resigns. Period. It's just yep, awesome, yeah. awesome stuff. Such a great fucking movie. Um, and again, I don't understand why there is not like a super deluxe fucking 4K of mm. this film. Come on, Warner Brothers, uh, it's your 100th fucking anniversary. <laughs> Do something with this movie. Uh, perfect time to start watching the HBO. Oh, the, show about the White House uh, plumbers. Yeah, yeah, because it's about uh, Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah, um, with Woody Harrelson and Justin Theroux. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's good. Oh, well, should be. Uh, Parallax View, uh, which would be the first yeah. of the three. No, Clue right? was the first of the three. Holy shit! What year was Clue? Clue was like seventy-two, I think. Clue's good. I like Clue. I, I, I've got it on the list. I, yeah. I, I've got the I've got the criterion, so it's it's going to be one day this week. Fucking like baseball it. kept interrupting my shit. I really enjoyed. I, I killed me, but I enjoyed my two days of baseball this this week because I went up. To, we went to Greenville mm-hmm. uh, the second day, and I realized I'd been doing it wrong all year long. Standing between the fields is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Although Greenville's setup is particularly yeah, good, where easy. you're where you're really <laughs> Much close. Easier. Um, but that was awesome. I just stood between mm-hmm. uh, basically third base, and you're basically in. in and right I hate center. to say this as the baseball coach, but I'm kind of pissed I haven't gotten to watch any of the girls' softball because they're good. It's they're, they're really good. good. I got to see a grand slam. Yeah, uh, like, and it was legit. Not not over the fence legit, but it yeah. was ripped. And and she hits left-handed for the rest of the game usually. Yeah, if, she did. If, if they hit, if they get a big lead, she switch hits for the she rest did. of the game. She got a hit to practice. Yeah, she got a hit left-handed. It was it was not. Roped or anything. But no, she but got still, a, she she's got a, a seventh grader yeah. learning how to switch hit. She got a, a, a yeah. like a squib hit left-handed, but the 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 no. home run was ripped. No. My my game <clears throat> was ruined by the fucking Metalocalypse umpire. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That was. Oh, oh my god, that one where their little kid ran like seven feet out of the base <laughs> pass, and I'm like, he ran out of the base, and he just goes, I can't see the base pass from where I'm at. I mean, you're right, sir. You can't. Perhaps if there's a play at third base, you fucking hustle your ass over right. there. Uh, I understand how hard it is to get people to umpire and referee any children's we thing. We always, so. we always, every time we play Greenville, though, we get a guy who looks like they just dragged him out of fucking prison reform. <laughs> he happened to be walking by, uh, and they gave him ill-fitting equipment at that. Yeah. No, we had like three calls that like. Went like because if we get that call at third base, we're out of that inning yeah. instead of giving up three more runs. And then when they called Aiden out on his steal of second base, when he jumped over the tag, yeah, very visibly jumped over the tag. But yeah, because what we were saying is 
in fairness, we had a way better view where we were standing than he did. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, he's the umpire. He should get a better view. Or right. if, if you're if you're uncertain, Ty goes, you know, have to call him safe. Like he did with the one on, against us on third base. Yeah. <clears throat> and that cost us a rally. Because we didn't score any runs that inning. And then Aiden comes over. That kid's so fucking funny sometimes. He just goes, Coach, from now on, if I don't know something, I'm just going to go... And he, like, <laughs> did the exact mimic of the Empire. And I'm like, jeez, you don't talk much, Aiden, but when you uh, do, it's fucking funny. Yeah. But, yeah. Baseball. It was still very... I still uh, had a good time. Yeah. Um, you might watching, not want to come to the... Oh, you wouldn't anyway, because it's in Howland. But, man, yeah, we have, to, think we have to play Hitchborn. Hitchborn is so fucking good. Yeah. They, like, you can tell those boys attend, like... A baseball they play because one through nine can all hit. Yeah, and the guy who I guess was their second best pitcher no hit us through six. Nice. Yeah, and like pretty convincingly no hit us. Like we had a couple. <laughs> we didn't hit anything solid against him. Like we we had a couple pop ups and a couple ground balls, but nothing that was like nobody made a diving play to save a no hitter. Like it was, it was pretty convincing. Yeah. And we're not a bad hitting team sometimes, so so I'm afraid what they're going to do to us on Monday. <laughs> we're still like at the end of the day, I, it's it's harder for you because you're closer to it. But you know these kids are ten to yeah. fourteen. No, and that's the thing. Like we lost nine and a lot of them have never played before. And I loved the game. Yeah. Like it, we were close. We were like four to one going into the six, and then it kind of unraveled. But like Brody threw his best game of the year, which I don't think he'll throw again. That yeah, that was a good. That was it was a fun for, game to be for a part like of. four inning, and they scored all those runs before you even reported an out. The first game, yeah, their first four hitters yeah. hit four singles. Yeah, that all all came around to score because it's middle school and stolen bases are very easy. Yeah, that's the other thing. I told I told my dad when they got there because my parents met us there at the Greenville one. I said, what you got to understand real quick is, if you get on first, you're scoring. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, Griffin is a good catcher. He makes a yep. lot of good stops back there. But he can't make the throw from catch to second. None of, it's, that is a hard throw for a The only one kid. that... We've seen two catchers that can. Yeah. Two. And even then, we stole the bases off them pretty much. It almost meant you couldn't steal third easily, but... In, but no matter what, it's always worth it to try. Because yeah. chances are pretty good. They're either not going to throw it or... Oh, yeah. I, 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 get there. I, you know, my guys are not being aggressive enough because yeah. I tell them, I'm not going to give you the signal. Right. All of you, except for like two players, have a green light. If you go. get on first and you go and you get thrown out, I don't care. Oh, well. Yeah. You were aggressive. You tried to make things happen. Because, like, that's. And even in softball where they can't take a lead, it's. Yeah, but those bases every are so oh, yeah. short. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's the, the, uh, the thing about, uh, like, baseball. Even the, the the kids that are fast, it ninety takes a, feet is still ninety, 90 feet's feet. a long way when you're eleven. Yeah. You know, it's like holy shit, it's taking a week to get there. I know, God forbid, uh, like they, they steal second, and then like a bad throw gets them over to third, and they're yeah. they are dead. <laughs> yeah, they are gassed. Which yeah. I would be too now, but yeah, it's been fun though. Yeah. Anyway, uh, parallax view. Yeah, you know, parallax view. Back to parallax view. American baseball, apple pie, right? Political uh, assassinations. You um. Liked it a little more than I did. Yeah. I, I do want to go back to it. It's, it's been I, I like do three see years. the same faults in it you find. Because yeah. there are parts of this film where it's fucking boring. Mm. Really boring. I remember it being boring and kind of not earning its ending. Yeah. Does that is that fair? That is very fair. Um, I like the ending a lot. I thought the yeah. ending was very good. I think it could have been 
built to a little bit better. I saw it coming. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know, it's a conspiracy theorist. It's a reporter chasing a conspiracy theory. The best way to discount anyone who is trying to call something a conspiracy theory is to involve them in this conspiracy theory. Right. It kind of falls apart a little bit because it's like... Say that ten times fast. Yeah. Because he should have been smarter than this. Yeah. Like, he should have been sitting like, wait, if this is like deeply tied to political... Because basically what happens at the very beginning of the film, a presidential candidate... Senate. Senate candidate, somebody, yeah. A political candidate is assassinated. And then over the next two years... A pretty, senator's assassination. Yeah. Was he running for president? Might have, or was going to, or yeah. something. Yeah, that basically right. everyone that was there starts dying. Right. Um. Oh wow! I watched this three years ago. Time for a rewatch. Yeah. So everyone there. Hey, don't say it's American as apple pie right there in the headline. Just like baseball. Ah. So it all fits. Yep. Um, we weren't wrong. Nope, we weren't wrong. <laughs> So Warren Beatty's character is a reporter who's investigating this, and he slowly starts to get the, into the Parallax company. Like, and he thinks he he goes in with like a fake name and all this shit, and it's like, come on, this is where I'm like, yeah, everyone would know this who this is, yeah, you know, because it's not like he's it's like he's a fam- not a famous reporter, but he's at least known. known. Yeah, it's not a uh, yeah. He's not just a, a faceless. So once he starts getting run. let into this conspiracy under fake name, I'm just like, how does he not fucking know he's getting set up? Yeah. How does he not know he's going to be fucking framed for another assassination? Which is what happens, and that's how the fucking movie ends. Is he, you know, it starts just like it began. It begins with, like, a Senate investigation saying, oh, there is no, you know, no foul, no, you know, no bigger conspiracy at play. We've done the investigation. Starts off that with with the senator's death, and then it ends with this after you after they frame Warren Beatty for killing him. Right. Um, it, yeah, it's an enjoyable movie. Are we it's in San too, Francisco? It's too long. No, that was Seattle. That's on top of the Space Needle. Oh, okay. Yeah, that scene, which is kind of cool. I remember it being nice West set Coast. piece. Um, but yeah, it's it's only 102 minutes long, but it felt longer. <laughs> it felt like two hours, and that like, tells you something about yeah. kind of the pace of the film. Yeah. Was it based on a book? I feel like it must have been. Cause if, I bet it was like a, I bet it was like a really good book. Um, that's interesting. You know, from the guy who brought us the Money Pit and Aliens. I don't know. And two Walter Hill films. Uh, where did it go? Interesting. Well, he's just a straight up screenwriter. Yeah. You know, he's freaky looking. Yeah. Lorenzo Semple Jr. Uh, did, is this the Batman? It is the Batman movie. Yeah, it's, it's 66. Nice. So oh. anyway, we just did in not even close to the correct order the... Did we decide it was... Did you say you heard it? Pacula? Pacula. Pacula? Yeah. I'm still going to say... Pacula. I always thought Pacula. I'm just going to rhyme it with Dracula. Yeah. Uh, his uh, conspir- paranoid trilogy... Yeah. Um, and the next and the last one, the first one that we'll be watching last is Clute. Right, uh, I liked Clute. Mm-hmm. Um, All the President's Men is is far and away the best uh, to me, and then Clute and then Parallax. But I'll I will watch Parallax again. Uh, you wrapped up your seventies week <laughs> with the classic uh, gritty flick, 
The Devil, Wear, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Uh, this was when we talked about you were going to watch it last yes, time. Yes, because I had watched, listened to an episode of Screen Draft, and they did like the uh, Anne Hathaway draft, and I realized right. I had never seen The Devil Wears Prada, and it was a pretty, not a huge cultural hit, but it was. It's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, uh, you know, got some Academy Award nominations in that film. Uh, I bet it is highly watched. Uh, oh, yes. Over a million views, so. Yeah. Yeah, There's it, only, I can't remember how many there are, but there are not many over it, a million. Yeah, and it was like Emily Blunt's big movie that introduced yeah. her. I was actually just, another uh, thing yeah, that I watch a lot of More classic of. Adrian Grenier. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> classic Adrian Grenier. Um, Pre-Entourage? No. No, post-Entourage. No, this is him riding the Entourage high. <laughs> and right, uh, and Simon Baker riding, his, right, right, riding the beginning of his Mentalist. You know, ah, Simon Baker. Uh, I was watching another thing. I watch a lot of clips of is Howard Stern, and who has transformed into just an awesome. I mean, he's always been an awesome interviewer, but now that's all he is. Yeah, and it's he's terrific. gotten rid of the shock stuff. Yeah, so, like yeah, because he is a terrific interviewer. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I was watching. That's him. why he all he all wanted. He used to do the shock stuff. He's mm. like you'd listen to some of the interviews he, he would do, and you'd be like. You're really good at this. Why does he bother with these uh, this other yeah. fucking bullshit? I get that's yeah. what gets him the listeners, but Jesus, he's a great interviewer. Current Howard is terrific. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he had Emily Blunt on this week, um, and they were talking about this and where, and she got the I don't know. There's a scene where she does. I'm hearing a lot of this, and mm-hmm. I want uh, something like that, and she's like clapping her hands. She got that from, uh, she was in a grocery store the day before, and a mother did that to one of their kids, and that's where that came from. And, awesome. it's, and it's apparently the thing that she gets the most, you know, when people, people in bring, the streets. Yeah, yeah, when people bring that movie up, they'll do the, the hand gesture. And she said, I literally got it from a lady in the grocery store, like, the yeah. day before, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, I didn't even know she was in this movie. And she's yeah. an awful person, apparently? Not so much. No? I mean, it's, it, it, it's layered. Okay. Like Meryl Streep, the so the, the the titular devil who wears Prada, yeah, uh, is like a successful businesswoman who does what she has to do to remain a successful businesswoman. She is a terrible boss. Like she, but she. A lot of people don't get to that position without being a horrible person. Yeah, I mean, she's there. She has some soft spots. You know, she goes through some shit where you feel kind of bad for, her, and then she does some other shit where she fucks people over. But then again. She fucks. She has to fuck them over to maintain who she is and where she's at. You know. Uh, it's a very sassy movie. Like the one, the the quips, like and just the you know the sarcastic one liners are are good. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely a story you know where a girl gets a job, is in over her head, starts to lose track of who she really is in order to succeed, and then comes to her senses and leaves it all behind. Is one of the aforementioned Baker or Greniers the the good old boy who is nice and she's mean to and then comes back around on? Grenier. Simon Baker's the No one. way I call that plot Simon point. Simon Baker's the one who tempts her away for a right, while. Right, right. But yeah, Grenier plays like a, a saucier at a New York restaurant who, I never see you anymore. <laughs> You 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 wanted to be a journalist, you yeah. know. You know you. I don't know who you are anymore, you know. Okay, so I've seen this movie. You have seen this movie a hundred <laughs> times. That's why it's only a three star film. Yeah. Um, it's funny. There's a. This is a. I we're fucking dorks, but I love looking at the 
because a 3.8 is not a 3.8 is not a 3.8. Yeah. Um, that's here for you, you know. What? That the the fidget. The, oh, I know. Because this was Dan's holding a two ring fidget spinner thing. Yeah. Uh, we ordered it as a stocking stuffer for Tilly, and it was supposed to be three rings, and yeah. only two arrived. So they sent us another one. So I, I brought that. Yep. Robin said, "Put that downstairs for Dan to play with." Yep. So That's where it's. That's why it's here. Yep. Um. The rating spread for Devil Wears Prada is interesting. Wow. It's got a three point eight all. Overall, um, with like 30% fours, but 19% fives. So it's not like a, a gradual. So a lot yeah, of people. Because like barely anyone <sighs> gave it a four and a half. Right. You know. 8%. Usually if there's like a, from like, if it's highest rating is a four, there's like an, a, a bell curve down yeah. to five. Yeah. And a bell it curve is, down Most to of the ratings are, are, so this is definitely one of those uh, ride or die for people. Like, oh, yeah. this is a five I'm for sure, me. like, because Andrew was like, you've never fucking seen this. Is she a five on this? Most likely. There you or go. probably at least a four. But then again, she loves fashion. I don't give a fuck about any of this. Because Andrew, Andrew is doing the whole Leo thing the whole movie. Like, that's a $5,000 bag. Yeah. Those, those shoes right there. And I'm just like, don't care. Cool. <laughs> You know, that's me going, oh my god, that's a cameo by fucking Jodon Baker. Right. You know. The, she, she likes this shit. So, and I mean, it was well acted. I mean, everybody in it's practically a fucking Academy Award nominee. Yeah. Stanley Tucci, Stanley tucci it up in this, you know. He's Simon Baker fun. included. Yeah, Simon Baker's doing his pretty boy best. Um, He'll never fly as high as he did on The Mentalist. No. But, I mean, it's it's a, for me, a perfectly fine film. I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. Oh, yes, he's the uh, yeah, he, he's he, the actor he, in he, L.A. He, Confidential. He's the gay for pay guy right? in that one, yeah. yeah. Poor bastard, he gets shot in a hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, not much else. A, stuff. a lot of stuff, but not much else. Uh, but you know what? He's small roles in a lot of things. But he is mega rich. Yeah, from The Mentalist. TV shows are... I don't know why the biggest actors are not on TV. I mean, obviously... Yeah, because it's, it's usually seems like, oh, you're a TV actor. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, Mark Harmon is filthy fucking rich. Mark Harmon is a billionaire. Yeah. Or damn close to it. All of these fuckers are. Anyone that is... Uh, yeah, especially because eventually they get to be producers on these shows, which brings in more. Once they show up on USA or whatever. Yeah. Fucking ball game. Yeah. Once you're in syndication forever. I, to this day, isn't Jennifer Aniston, even when she doesn't do anything like the top uh, grossing actress, not yeah. grossing, but uh, highest paid actress. Surprisingly, just Mark Harmon is only worth $120 million. That's shocking, actually. Yeah. But still, $120 million. Yeah, still, he's got $120 million just for being on NCIS. Yeah. He wasn't worth $120 million 15 years ago. Summer school did not make him right. rich. When he was at his supposed peak... Mm -hmm. uh, is nothing compared to... Yeah, because, like, a step back to TV was, like, considered, like, oh, his film career's done. Right. Get on TV. Same with fucking, um... What did you say the total was? 120. Probably 118 of that is fucking NCIS money. Well, and, well, what's Caruso? Let me see what net worth David Caruso is, because he's the same type of thing, where he went to make a film career, mm. failed fucking out of film career. Caruso is only worth... Apparently, NCIS does not pay, or CCSI doesn't pay you what we think they do. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen. Oh, but again, he was still making three hundred seventy-five thousand per like, episode. Look up someone like the uh, the the Big Bang Theory people. Even oh. the like whoever plays Raj, or the guy that plays Howard. 
He was because uh, I remember for a while Raj was like the least paid on that show. <laughs> but I'm just gonna go Johnny Galecki because I can't remember the other guys. Net worth Johnny Galecki is worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah, just for that one show, pretty much. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he got paid for Suicide Roseanne, Kings. But... Didn't make him wealthy, right? You know, being on Roseanne when he was 14 and didn't make him wealthy. Uh... But yeah. And again, but they're gonna always—that's always going to be income for them because those shows are gonna constantly yeah. be on on TV. So every year he probably gets another million dollars just from that show existing still. Jennifer Aniston makes like ten million dollars a year from Friends. That show ended fucking almost twenty years ago. Yep. Anyway, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. <laughs> good, good movie. Again, glad I finally checked it off my list. But we'll never watch it again. I can't imagine. Unless Andrea wants to. Yeah. If she wants to watch it and, I, and I'm in the room, I'll watch. Yeah. I'll do something else, but yeah, it's... <laughs> I won't be paying attention. I know. I actually want to talk to Eric about it because I saw that he gave it a two star. Yeah. So I'm like... No Ooh. one... I don't follow that many people and uh, a three is the highest it got. Do you follow her? Um, she started out as a Twitter follower. She's no. Ianna Murray. She's a... I don't uh, believe I do. Let me go to my... <sighs> I follow like 300 or so people on Twitter. Let me see what their Devil Wear Prada reactions are. She uh, freelances. Uh, she's like a freelance critic. Okay, she's, yeah, mine's. A she's little, in France. I've now. got. I've got a five star, a four star, a three star, a four star, a four star, a four star. No, but mo- a lot of mine are all over. The, a lot of three stars. A lot of three and a halfs. A lot of two and a halfs. All right. Dan Merle just has it marked as watch, but no. You watched it on DVD. Yeah. Couldn't find it streaming anywhere. Eh, you know me. If I can find it for like two ninety nine, I buy it. Holy shit! And I was at Bull Moose. They had it. I bought it. Fair enough. All right, we got anything else? Anything else? Uh, no. Just uh, looking forward to watching um, more seventies films this week. Um, we're coming up though. We got to watch uh, the twenty fifth this Thursday. Star Wars. Right, that's right. We make sure we you watch have Star to Wars. remind me because I'll I'll fuck it up. Um, yeah, I got a baseball game Monday night. That'll kind of cut into my viewing a little bit. And apparently, we're still going to make the playoffs. Nice. No. That wouldn't be until Saturday, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's another week of practice, man. <laughs> I know. I know. Because Jason said that to me, and I'm like, really? Oh, no. I'm like, even with losing to Greenville, he's like, you're the only team they've beat. <laughs> so both them and Greenville. Oh, no. Like, uh, both them and Guilford, who are our two wins, each have one win. Nice. But, I mean, Greenville did have to play... Friday and Saturday, Friday and Saturday as well. So if they won one of those games, they might be ahead of us now. Nice. I'll find out because we're definitely we're not unless he rests everybody. We're not going to be Hitchborn. Dan's tanking for the draft. Oh. Well, it's like I want to really get the eighth graders, and, and now want, it's and now it's on tape, Dan. So and I want to let the eighth graders play tomorrow's game because yeah. it's their last regular season game and two right. of them do not get in all that much right so i want to give them a start and a chance to play a couple innings yeah and in order to do that i'm gonna have to take other people out who are better <laughs> well that's, but the way, that's the way it works the way it works but again uh these are yeah it's all, it's all to about develop- 11 to uh 14 yeah, year olds it's all about development this is yep. not about i don't you know Winning, winning, winning a middle school championship as a coach is not amongst my goals. It's <laughs> not why I got into this. Nope. Damn it! No, it is not. Uh, so yeah, but then again, like you said though, that gives me a week worth of practices again. I'll probably, I'll probably give them Tuesday off after the game. Nice. Because even, you, gotta, even though, you want to rest them after a road game. Oh, it's funny. Like, I, I, I gave the kids Friday night off because we had played Wednesday and Thursday. And I'm like, oh no, no practice. They're like, and a bunch of them were like, come on, I want to practice. 
And I'm like, well, that's fuck. good, I guess. Yeah, good for you guys. I don't. <laughs> not 6.30 to 7.30. No, not 6.30 to 7.30. That shit's too long. Fuck that. But, yeah, this week I'm def- uh I think I'm going to watch Rolling Thunder because I got, I got a copy of that finally. What was the other thing that we were um, both going to watch? Get Carter I want to watch this week. Capricorn 1 I want to watch this week. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing a good job of, like, watching a movie in bed. That's why I got so many of them watched this past week. I've been terrible at that. That's been my problem. Yeah. I fucking fall asleep immediately. <laughs> and tonight, unfortunately, we're not going to... Because both Dungeons & Dragons and Ant-Man Quantumania are now streaming. Oh, what's Dungeons & Dragons on? Paramount. Nice. So, that's we're probably going to watch that tonight. And then... I can't I was, imagine we're going to watch all three hours of Ant-Man. I, was noti- I, was, I noticed that you had not watched Ant-Man yet, um, and I wonder if that meant something. Uh, it meant I watched Doctor Strange uh, without telling Andrea, and she wanted to watch it, and she got pissed that I watched it without her. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to be pissed if you watched Ant-Man without her. <laughs> I, I, I hope you enjoy it. But isn't it almost it's, like three hours fucking long? Yeah, and it's not very good either. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know. I, I hope... And see, the thing is, I guess Guardians is great. Yeah. And I haven't been to it. haven't even thought about going well, to it Well, I mean, like, I don't watch Marvel movies in the theater anymore. I know. I if it's Maybe I'll take Colin next week, but man. Because, I mean, yeah, I'd probably go see Guardians. Guardians uh, is but, long as shit, too. But again, I have a game next Saturday, so yeah. it's not going to be next Saturday. Um, I kind of want to see Fast 10 in the theater, but I also don't need to. It's not necessary <laughs> at this point. Uh, Especially with the reviews it's getting. Guardians 3 is like 240. Yeah. But again, well, I can't say it's, uh, but it's the last part of a trilogy because that's kind of what Ant-Man is too. Yeah. Although their trilogy is not really as well connected. Plus you get to go into Ant-Man without... uh, I went into uh, Ant-Man pre-Jonathan Major's uh, career crashing. You're going into it post John Major's career crashing, so that'll be an interesting twist. I know, because I kind of—I've always kind of liked him, but I've me always, too. But I was not the least bit surprised when they said, "Oh, he's a terrible person." I'm like, I can see it. Yeah, isn't that I weird? Because he's got that look. <clears throat> he looks where, like he could snap at any second. Yeah, and that's what makes yep. him such a good actor in certain roles, which is like, a horrible thing to say, given what that awful woman from Georgia has been doing lately oh. with her saying that her black counterparts are intimidating using all the language it just yeah. makes your skin crawl yeah, they're just intimidating me i'm yeah. afraid it's like yeah. you are i mean you're not intimidating but you are one of the most bombastic yeah, people i've a ever seen fucking terrier yeah so uh, don't the second they speak back to you you don't get yeah. to go i'm afraid and yeah, using, stop white white tear shit using all the words that yeah. have been getting, although i did hear one of the funniest things this week though it's like oh because they were talking about Lauren, Bo- Lauren Boebert. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, soon-to-be-divorced grandmother, Lauren <laughs> Boebert. And I'm just like, oh my god, that's... Soon-to-be-divorced 36-year-old or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, but yeah they call their divorced, thir- soon-to-be-divorced grandma <laughs> Lauren Boebert. I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, she sucks. Because she's like 15 years younger than we are, pretty much. Oh. 11 years younger than we are, but still. Oh, I think she might even be younger than that. I'm just guessing. I, I think, think she's 36. Yeah. Uh, I would ask Google, but I don't want that into my in my no, searches. No, then, then you'll get sent shit. You <laughs> don't want that. I don't need that. All right, we'll be back maybe next week. Yeah, more more seventies, and hey, we'll talk about that him, hit film Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll get our uh, reactions uh, to the to the because yeah. we said we were going obscure. All right, next week.